Hi, this is Missy Higgins for RAD, recording artists, actors and athletes against drink driving. I see a lot of things at gigs, mostly people having a good time and a few drinks. But what I'd hate to see is someone getting behind the wheel after they'd been drinking. Being even a little bit over the limit makes it too easy to lose control. So if you plan to drink, plan ahead. Arrange a designated driver who won't drink. Remember, music lives and you should too. No business wants to throw money away. But did you know sending resources to landfill can be more expensive than recycling them? Planet Ark's free business recycling service can kickstart your workplace recycling journey, help you find the right recycling solutions and give you a competitive edge. Join the 1 million Australians using business recycling to keep valuable resources in circulation. Visit businessrecycling.com.au. It's just good business. There are plenty of classic hits radio stations, but this is where GoRadio.Live is different. We unashamedly select the best music from our chosen era. We develop programs that provide the music with minimal interruption. For many hours of the day, you won't hear any announcers, just great music and the occasional station ID. We let the music play through until the end, no crossfades and no announcers talking over the start and end of tracks. We think you're going to love GoRadio.Live, radio as it should be. Check it out at www.goradio.live or download the free app from Google Play or the App Store. We are the Australian Literacy and Numeracy Foundation, striving to empower our most marginalised communities through literacy and education. Literacy is having a voice. Literacy is opportunity. Literacy is dreaming big. Literacy is freedom. Today, you can help end inequality and give every child access to our life-changing and proven literacy programs. Your support is vital. Donate now at alnf.org. Winter has really set in. Time for hot drinks, warm soups, a relaxing bath and cranking up the heater. Did you know that all these things present a burn hazard for children? In fact, 79% of burns happen in the home. Visit kidsafe.com.au to download the free burn safety checklist and get some essential tips for keeping kids safe in your home. And remember, when a burn occurs, apply cool running water for at least 20 minutes. No oil, butter, ointments or ice. Always seek medical advice if the burn is larger than 3 centimetres. Been playing for a while Sweet kicks Cause footy makes you smile Sweet kicks football if you're getting ready for the trials, gotta go the extra mile. Sweet kicks football. Not always hearing that sweet sound when you kick the ball? Need to develop your footwork or explosive speed? Want to take the next step in your footy career? Then you need Sweet Kicks. More info on our Facebook page or go to our website, sweetkicksfootballacademy.com.au. Gotta go the extra mile. Sweet Kicks Football. The Smith family have been helping disadvantaged Australian children for decades. Today we focus on helping children break the cycle of disadvantage by supporting them to get the most out of their education. But right now, one in six Australian children are living in poverty and don't have what they need for school. These kids need a hand up, not a handout. You can help them get the school essentials they need to fit in and the extra learning support to keep up. Please sponsor an Australian child today. Search The Smith Family. If you've had something stolen, 
or if you've had property damaged, you need the police, not the sirens. If you've lost something or found something valuable. Or if you want to register a party or let us know you're going away on holiday, you need the police, not the sirens. When you need the police, but not the sirens, you can now report these incidents online at police.vic.gov.au or call 131444. Authorised by the Victorian Government, Melbourne. It's women's Aussie rules, they're doing what they love. They're fast, they're tough, don't mess with them because they can get rough. Are you ready for the challenge? Are you ready for the mess? It's the call of the game. It's the VFL Women's Match of the WARFradio.com at the ground on 89.1 FM and starting later on on the VFLW YouTube stream. This is the VFL Women's Match of the Day. It is Anzac Day football at the Hangar in Tullamarine. It is Essendon versus Collingwood. It's third versus second on the ladder as it was before the start of this round eight. I'm Peter Holden. Thank you very much for your company and joining me for the third time for this weekend. And I can guarantee you I'm not operating on 26 hours uh, without sleep like I was on Saturday morning. A little bit more refreshed. Joining us on commentary shortly, we'll have Sophie Fazalari and also James Halley. They'll be making their way around to the broadcast side of things. But first of all, to welcome again, you may have heard his voice if you're an Essendon or Collingwood supporter calling yesterday in the VFL men's uh, between Essendon and Collingwood. He's here to call the women's game. You hear him frequently on 97.7 FM KC Radio. A very warm welcome to Brent Sternberg. Good morning, Peter. How are you, mate? Uh, sunburnt. <laughs> I forgot to bring the sunscreen. It's always sunny out here at Tullamarine. It is. This is only the second time I've been out here, and I reckon the two days I've been out here have been the only two days I've seen sunshine this year almost. <laughs> I feel like my face is being cooked already but looking forward to this one obviously massive massive afternoon for these two clubs it's probably you know the uh, the highlight of the football calendar almost the sporting calendar just about and it's absolutely fantastic that the uh, the girls get to uh, kick things off this morning at the at the hangar in beautiful conditions maybe uh, maybe almost a little bit too warm I'm sure the girls will be out there today with some sunscreen and some zinc on almost like they're uh, they're at Bay 13 just about in the summer but uh, now nah, looking forward to it. Uh, we'll be joined at uh, quarter past ten by Essendon coach Brendan Major and we hope when Collingwood go out onto the ground do their warm-ups we might be able to get Chloe McMillan, the coach of the Collingwood side. Things have just been made a little bit more interesting in this VFLW round. We'll go through scores by scores later on but the main headline coming out of yesterday is that the Casey Demons did a number on then undefeated Port Melbourne. The scores were tied at uh, half-time before the Demons put the foot down. Something like seven goals to one in that second half. And as we speak coming into this game, Collingwood stand alone as the only undefeated side in the VFLW. And a huge opportunity to really capitalise on that today, isn't it? To come on the road, the Pies, who have been... Uh Obviously, uh, well, like you say, undefeated, had a magnificent uh, first seven weeks and now, um, you know, come off uh, or come on the road, I should say, and try and uh, see off another challenger in the Bombers. But uh, I mean, how, how good uh, Melbourne slash Casey going? Obviously, they're, uh, 
the seniors team had a big win at the MCG last night. Their women's team had a big win over a previously undefeated Port Melbourne, and then um, the reserves yesterday smashed Richmond as well. So that's a uh, that is a football club, a football program that's firing on uh, on all cylinders today. But the Pies, it's their opportunity, like I said, to. Uh, Get another win and keep things uh, rolling on. Obviously, uh, we expected them to have a, a good year this year. They are the uh, the reigning premiers, if we can say, even though from yeah. two years ago, which is kind of strange. But, uh, yeah, Essendon, interested to see uh, how they go today. Essendon, last time I saw them was here uh, against Port Melbourne, I think. Was that three weeks ago now, I, I think? Yes. And they were um, a little bit disappointing, and I think this is their first chance since then. Uh, to prove a point again against a real challenger at home. So interesting to see uh, to see what the Bombers do as well. It's going to be a little bit tricky in the engine room with a uh, 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 the uh, captain who's uh, still not back, unfortunately, as Georgia Nan scorns. So an opportunity for some of the, the younger girls to go in there and, and hold their own against some of the, uh, the experienced pies mids. And uh, talk about experience. Here's some names that have now dropped back from the AFLW that are available for Collingwood that are playing today. Joanna Lynn, Alicia Newman, Sophie Alexander, Maddie Shevlin. And, oh, by the way, we found out that Tani Brown is playing today. <laughs> Yeah, good luck, Essendon. Well, I think Essendon will be looking at this list and they'll be thinking, well, at least Chloe Malloy hasn't come back. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They, they don't worry. They'll look, they'll, there'll be a day come where they'll say, what's this Brie Davey? Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh-oh, we're in trouble. Yeah, Ugh. indeed. And congratulations to Brie Davey, by the way, who not only won, obviously, the league best and fairest, but was announced on Friday night that she won the club best and fairest at the Pies. We, we, we sometimes... Uh, see the best and fairest that clubs can be a little bit different sometimes in terms of the league best and fairest, don't we? I know Geelong during uh, during their heyday, you know, you, they would have Ablett and Jimmy Bartel, they want to, you know, some Brownlows, and then you'd have Corey Enright win the best and fairest. So, no, huge, uh, huge effort from Bree Davey, of course, uh, awesome, uh, awesome soccer player, even better football. I think she said in her speech that she was glad that she made the switch, and I think, uh, I think her family and all of her Collingwood teammates, Peter, are pretty bloody happy that she made the switch as well. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. She always said her, her first love was footy, and they, of course, showed the letter that she wrote to then-CEO yes. of the AFL, Andrea Demetrio, saying, well, why can't we play? And uh, she showed several years later, yeah, I can play. Girls should be allowed to play footy, and this is why. Exactly, and uh, the only one thing I was disappointed about for the, by the way, the AFLW uh, Awards night was, of course, that when they jammed in that episode of AFL 360 during the middle of the ceremony, they missed the Darcy Vessio speech. You had to wait to about a couple of days later when they tweeted it by the AFL Women's Twitter account, and it was hilarious. <laughs> I'm not going to spoil what she did. It was a gag five years in the waiting, I'm told, and it was brilliantly executed. Just go to the AFL Women's Twitter feed to see that gag. I think she's a... Uh part-time footballer, part-time comedian, Darcy Vecchio. But uh, what I love was on Twitter where she said, Fox footy, could I have my speech? My mum wants to say. <laughs> that, was, that was fantastic. Yeah, just twisting the knife in. In fact, as we see, James Halley's on the way. He'll be joined very shortly by Sophie Fazaliri here on the pre-game show on WARFradio.com. Again, the bounce down is at 11 o'clock. And of We've been told as well that um, a siren will sound about six minutes to 11 to alert the teams. They'll then be coming into their position, obviously, for uh, a moment's silence or the last pose for uh, Anzac Day uh, before um, things get underway. Um, this actually was meant to be a Collingwood home game. Right. Um, originally, it was going to be played, I believe, at Vic Park. But apparently, um, according to, I think, Yarra Cancel or something, they couldn't get things sorted out in time when it came to after Collingwood finished in the men's, get everything disinfected and whatever. 
an example, Port Melbourne Casey women's game happened. That was done by 12 o'clock. There had to be a two and a half hour gap to the men's game against uh, Sandringham for Port Melbourne. Yeah, right. so, and mind you, they've got extra rooms. They've got four change rooms there for everything to be disinfected and do what they got to do for the whole COVID stuff. So this game originally or hoped to be a doubleheader brought here today. Part of me wonders why not the Holden Centre? Um, the only thing I can possibly think of is maybe they're worried about crowd numbers because the Rugby League was going to be on next door at Amy Park. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, we love doubleheaders, don't we, when we get to see the women and then the men run around. Obviously, the, all the COVID protocols and things have been a, a massive spanner into the works, but uh, Collingwood strike me as an anywhere, anytime, any day team, so I don't think they will, will really be too concerned, but you love to play in front of your home fans, so that is a bit of a shame. We'll introduce James and Sophie in just a moment's time, and we'll also get on the line Brendan Major, the coach of Essendon in the VFLW, right on the other side of this break. Even I could hey guys, I'm Jess. And I'm Lisa from the Veronica's for Rad. Recording artists, actors and athletes against drink driving. What does it mean to be a designated driver it means you're the friend who's agreed not to drink not the person who's had the least to drink it's cool to do and it shows you care about your friends if you screw up just once then your life changes forever face it their lives are in your hands so why don't you and your friends take it in turns to be the designated driver when you go out you'll make the road safer for all of us the average person spends 44 minutes a day thinking about food. At Oz Harvest, thinking about food is a full-time job because we're always looking for new ways to nourish our country and combat food waste and hunger. Every day, we rescue quality surplus food across Australia and deliver it to those who'd otherwise go hungry. And you can help. Every dollar donated to Oz Harvest can provide two meals to people in need. Visit ozharvest.org. Thought for food. Hey, Gary, what time you call this? Yeah, the traffic was really bad. Oh, there's Steve-o. G'day, Steve. Morning. How was your weekend? Same old, same old. What'd you get up to? Not much. Are you OK, mate? Looking out for one another is something we all need to do. So if a mate's struggling, ask, are you OK? Listen, encourage action, and check in again soon. Those four steps could change their life. Find out more at areyouok.org.au. Hi, Kirk Pengilly from InXS here. And whether it's music, sweet things, puppies, movies, we all love our treats. But our eyes need treating too. 300,000 Australians, including me, are affected by glaucoma. Diagnosed early, glaucoma can be managed. Left undiagnosed, it can cause blindness. So treat yourself by treating your eyes to a simple test. Book your test at treatyoureyes.org.au today. On WARFradio.com and 89.1 FM at the ground and later on on the VFLW YouTube stream, this is the VFL women's match of the day. It is third versus second, Essendon versus Collingwood at the hangar. Peter Holden, Brent Sternberg. We have also got James Halley and Sophie Fazaliri. Good morning to you both. Great to have you uh, both here. It even helps better when I turn your microphone on. <laughs> it does, it does. Sun's out, gun's out. It's good here. Absolutely. It is boiling here and uh, apparently it's supposed to be something like 12 or 13 degrees only. But it's important now that we go to our first guest on the line. He, of course, is the head coach of Essendon in the VFLW. It is great to have once again on the line, Brendan Major. Brendan, how are you? Yeah, really well, really well. Thank you. 
obviously a special day today, as we know, being Anzac Day. On the men's side of the equation, it goes back to 1995 with the first ever draw, that Anzac Day men's clash between Essendon and Collingwood. Um, has that been addressed at all within the VFLW group about playing on, on such a special day like today? Yeah, it, it was it was mentioned sort of in the um, in the team meetings and stuff during the week about how important you know today is and that it's it can be football can represent something larger than than just a game. So it's been touched on, but it's um, it's definitely been just one component of our preparation. Uh, obviously you've welcomed a couple of teams out here this year for some big clashes Port Melbourne going uh, back a couple of weeks and now obviously Collingwood today how, how do you see this one and what, what are some of the things that you've spoken to the girls and, and, and focused on ahead of this matchup with the Pies who are obviously undefeated coming into this one Yeah the Pies are a really good outfit they sort of they structure up well all across the ground and they use the ball well so um, it's exciting to come up against really good opposition and, and we've got to work on um, we've got to work on our structures and play our best brand of football. Otherwise, yeah, they'll, they'll damage us on the scoreboard. Hey, Coach Sophie here. I just wanted to um, ask, most teams struggle to play the whole four quarters footy, but S didn't seem like they loved the last quarter, last, um, last quarter surge. How are you guys going to tackle your urgency in the first few quarters? Because we know that Collingwood would love to get on the board pretty early. Yeah, it's, it's interesting how you try and sort of prepare your players before the game. I think a lot of your first quarters come down to your performance preparation and sort of the arousal levels before the game, sort of just before the game and the hours before the game. So it's just about getting our focus right and making sure that we're paying attention to what's going on. Because as we've shown, you spoke about in the last quarter, once we get up and moving and going, um, we can be a really damaging football side. We've just got to make sure that we're not, that we're, we're starting the game the same way we want to end it. Let's talk about some of your players that have been performing well. One of them that was highlighted on the Essendon website during the week has been Elizabeth Snell, played for uh, Vic Country on the under-19s, as we know, is playing at Bendigo. She's come down. She's talked about how she's enjoying uh, the time under your coaching and also uh, learning a lot as well from Alana Barber and Courtney Ugal. Mm. Yeah, so, so Snelly's done really well coming in into the program. I mean, she's through no, no real planning but our prototype tends to be small quick players that are really aggressive and she sort of fits that mold quite well she her tackle numbers are through the roof for a small player so she really gives us some um some clean ball use around the contest and she covers the ground really well and she's really aggressive so you know someone like barbs and yugs who are that sort of similar prototype players that are trying to be clean around contests and and get get do their work early and get there um it's good people for her to learn from Another player that, for some reason, seems to fly under the radar and probably doesn't get the, the praise that perhaps she should has been uh, has been Nicole Julian. Her pressure around the contest has been outstanding each time that we've seen her here at the hangar. Yeah, so Nick sort of is new to our program. Um, this is her first year. She's a very medium body defender, but she's extremely strong um, and extremely competitive. She probably flies under the radar because she's she's not she's not flashy. So she, you know, just puts her head over the ball and gets it done. And when the ball comes in, in a one-on-one contest, at minimum, she's going to halve it. Um, and so when you're playing on, on key forwards, that's, that's an amazing trait. 
Obviously, Collingwood have got a lot of important ins uh, that have come from down from the AFLW. Sophie Alexander, Matty Shevland, Alicia Newman, Danny Brown, for example. When you've got some of these uh, gun players that the opposition are bringing down, how, how do you like to match up with them, considering the role that the VFLW plays underneath the AFLW? Is it a case of, yep, you're going out just for a, a full-on uh, tagging stop, or do you also see it as a development opportunity for some of your young, younger players to match up against them and say, essentially, for example, Alicia Newman today, follow her around, watch what she does to improve your game? Oh, I don't necessarily think it's watch what they do, but it's definitely a development development opportunity. I mean, you're, you you want your VFL to be in a development program. You want my whole role is to try and get players drafted and get players to the next level. So a part of it is, is learn from them about their patterns, but also a part of it is get out there and beat them. You know, there's nothing going to show recruiters that you're ready for the next level, like beating someone who's already playing at that level. So it's just, it's just about the attitude you take into the game. I don't think at this level that we should be running out and tagging players and trying to completely stop players. Yes, we want to win, but we, we want to develop players. So um, we're trying to maximise um, the learnings and teachings for our players. Obviously, all games are really important, but I just want to ask, do you find when you play the AFLW-affiliated sides, those games a little bit more important or you want to play harder because it does contribute to your bidding process to being an AFLW side or do you just see it as we're a development side any win's a good win sort of thing um yeah that's a really interesting question I think when you talk about hardness of gameplay I really don't think that's something that you can you can't go hard 75% you can't go hard 50, 50% if you're going hard you, that's 100% you're, you know you're, you're 100% committed to exactly what you're doing and a lot of our preparation is about us. It's not about the opposition anyway. So it's more about uh, more about what we're doing. I mean, yep, wins are wins, and, and you take them and, and you move on. Um, but it's about learning. So if you can learn while you're winning, amazing. But a lot of the times you'll you'll walk away from a loss, and you'll be like, we we got a lot of good stuff out of that game. Like one of the most successful games I think I've coached at this at this club is when we lost with a minute and a half to go. So. Um, the, the wins and losses are great, but um, yeah, we've got a lot of we've got a lot of work to do. And Brendan, one last question before we let you go. We touched on this last week, but we'll bring it up again this week in case those that uh, weren't listening last week and missed out. As we know, Georgia Nanscorn uh, a couple of weeks ago did a right calf injury. Uh, where is she at at the moment, and when do we anticipate her being back? Uh, so she's tracking really well. Um, we're expecting her back uh, within the next three weeks. What that looks like in the next three weeks. You know, whether it be two week, one week, I'm not exactly sure. Um, it's sort of a um, play by year. Um, it's a high performance team, so I actually haven't been briefed on her since Tuesday. So can't give you more definitive answers than that. I'm sorry. No worries, Brendan. Thank you very much for your time and all the very best today as you take on Collingwood in this crucial third versus second clash. Thank you very much. That's Brendan Major, the head coach there of Essendon in the VFLW, joining us on WARFradio.com. Always very generous with his time, and we uh, thank Brendan for finding a few minutes to uh, chat to us. But uh, I guess for James and also for Sophie, um, it is a headache today, isn't it? And it's going to be a headache for these standalone sites in the VFLW competition the second half of the year, and it's the quality AFLW-listed players that are now dropping back. Yeah, exactly. Once the influx of, of proper talent, you know, uh, yeah, more professional talent from AFLW talent start coming through VFLW, it's going to, yeah, for the, the standing clubs like Essendon and Hawthorne, it's going to start becoming more difficult. 
Absolutely. Well, we might take this opportunity to take a break. Uh, we hope when Collingwood come out to do their wants, we'll be able to catch up with Chloe McMillan, the coach of the Collingwood Magpies. We'll go through the results that we know so far from round eight of the VFLW, all coming up after this. The average person spends 44 minutes a day thinking about food. At Oz Harvest, thinking about food is a full-time job because we're always looking for new ways to nourish our country and combat food waste and hunger. Every day, we rescue quality surplus food across Australia and deliver it to those who'd otherwise go hungry. And you can help. Every dollar donated to Oz Harvest can provide two meals to people in need. Visit ozharvest.org. Thought for food. There are plenty of Classic Hits radio stations, but this is where GoRadio.Live is different. We unashamedly select the best music from our chosen era. We develop programs that provide the music with minimal interruption. For many hours of the day, you won't hear any announcers, just great music and the occasional station ID. We let the music play through until the end, no crossfades and no announcers talking over the start and end of tracks. We think you're going to love GoRadio.Live, radio as it should be. Check it out at www.goradio.live or download the free app from Google Play or the App Store. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> They're my grandkids. Gee, they can make some noise. But you know what? It's a beautiful sound because they're alive and having fun. The sound I hate is silence in the pool. When a child drowns, you hear nothing. No splashing, no cries for help. Be vigilant around water. Fence the pool, shut the gate. I teach your kids to swim, it's great. Supervise, watch your mate and learn how to resuscitate. I'm Laurie Lawrence. Kids Alive, do the five. Draft Central is entering a new era covering all the state leagues from the VFLW, Sample W, Waffle W and Quaffle W, as well as their primary focus, the NAB League Girls, Draft Central has you covered when it comes to all you need to know about the future stars of the AFL women's. Draft Central, brought to you by Rookie Me, is now on YouTube, so be sure to subscribe at Draft Central, as well as on our Facebook, Twitter and Instagram pages at Draft Central Oz. On WARFradio.com and 89.1 FM at the ground. And uh, hopefully very shortly on the VFLW YouTube stream, you are listening to the VFL Women's Match of the Day. Third versus second, Essendon versus Collingwood at the hangar. You are joined by Peter Holden, Brent Sternberg, James Halley and Sophie Fazalari. But now it's time to head down to the boundary line one more time. We're going to be catching up now with the head coach of the Collingwood VFLW side. And, of course, her name is Chloe McMillan. Chloe, good morning and... Uh, How's it feeling to be out here at the Hang On? A very special occasion, uh, taking part as a head coach for your first time in an Anzac Day game. Yeah, morning, Pete. It's pretty good. Um, I'm really excited for the group and the club. It's the sort of first ever Collingwood Women Anzac Day game, so we're really excited to have the opportunity to play, which is awesome. So, Chloe, you've got a few um, big recruits coming in today from the AFLW program in Maddie Shevlin, Sophie Alexander, Tony Brown, um, a few more as well. Would you be able to um, yeah, just give us a word on what you think they're going to add to the team today. Yeah, obviously they're a little bit more footy experienced to come in um, and they're girls that just are really keen to play footy and love love playing footy. So, um, yeah, we're more than happy to have them in our program and they, they help the team probably more off the field than on the field in any, um, if anything. Hey, Chloe, Sophie here. Thanks for joining us this morning. Um, Obviously, it's a 2v3 clash of the table today. How important is it to blow Essendon out of the water if you really want to be premiership contenders this year today? And what, do you, what are your main focuses or that you want to take out of this game? 
Yeah, not really looking forward to the result yet. I'm more worried about the way we're going to play. Um, we've had a couple of weeks where we sort of haven't um, played the way that we want to play, so that's a big focus for us is just to make sure that we look after what we can control. Um, and then if the result comes our way, it does, but it's not the huge focus for us today. On that, when you said you haven't played the way you guys want to play, what is Collingwood's brand of footy or what type of brand do you want to bring today? Yeah, yeah. so we're trying to... We want to obviously take care of the footy and be composed, but when we can find some time and space, that's what we want to get the ball into and, and sort of break the lines that way. Um, and, yeah, the last couple of weeks, we've probably been a little bit cautious with our ball use. So this week, we want to try and really open up the game and um, see what we can do, especially on a really good desk like the hangar. And uh, as James alluded to earlier when he asked the question about the AFLW listed players coming back into the side, of course, as we know, the AFLW and VFLW coaches uh, work together to get the best out of their players. Um, for the AFLW players dropping back over the next few weeks, is it a case of managed game time or you're uh, fit to choose how you use them uh, throughout the game? Um, it's probably a little bit different for every player. Um, there'll be some girls who are trialling in different positions or sort of positions we want to develop them in over sort of this period. And then it's girls that uh, might be coming back from injury or coming back from um, a spell. So they'll come in to the side and just play footy. That's what we want them to do, just enjoy it and have some fun. And one last question before we let you go. Obviously, you're coming up against an Essendon side sitting third on the table. They're going to throw down the challenge to you. I guess if you're looking at one element of Essendon's game, what would you like to try and stop to ensure that you're on top at the end of the day? Uh, yeah, they've got some really sort of um, mobile ball users from their back half, so that's something that we put a little bit of time into, just sort of restrict that movement. And if we can, obviously, get on top in the contest, that's where a lot of the game sort of won. So that'll be our huge focus for today. Well, Chloe, thank you very much for joining us here on the pregame show on WolfRadio.com. And all the very best today in this Anzac clash between Collingwood and Essendon. Cheers, thank you. Thank you very much to Chloe McMillan, the head coach of Collingwood in the VFLW for sparing her time during the uh, warm-ups they've got out there on the ground. And uh, as you can hear at the moment, it, it, it sounds like a quiet confidence in the voice. This is just the process. What we're doing is working, and we're just going to keep rolling it on. Yeah, yeah she seems um, yeah, um, confident on today's result. Yeah, not, not trying to look too far ahead, but yeah, confident in, in her team's abilities to get the, get the job done today. I raised the question, uh, Sophie, that if you're in the coach's chair, you found the result yesterday that Port Melbourne got knocked off by Casey. So their unbeaten streaks come to an end. Do you raise it at all? Do you use it, I guess, in one light to say, well, look, you know, any team is vulnerable on their given day. Port got knocked off. We could be. We've got to be on our toes. Or use it in another way of we have the chance to remain the only unbeaten side and put the foot down. Do you use it at all or you just don't speak a word? I think Collingwood are very vigilant. I think they're cautious of the other teams, but I really think they've got like an innate confidence in their ability. I think that's what differentiates them from other sides is that they're still hungry and they're not satisfied yet. Um, but I do think they do take it in and yeah. But I think, yeah, they've got a lot of confidence with the AFLW sides coming, um, girls coming in. You are listening to the Wolf Radio Match of the Day, 89.1 FM at the ground. And uh, we just want to give you a heads up as we get ready uh, after the other side of this break when we'll be going through the around the ground scores. Do not go on the VFLW app. <laughs> I'll, I'll just save you some time. The scores from the, two, the three games that have been played this round are not on there.
That's all I will say. We will go through with you those scores on the other side of this. Even I hey guys, I'm Jess. And I'm Lisa from the Veronica's for Rad. Recording artists, actors and athletes against drink driving. What does it mean to be a designated driver? It means you're the friend who's agreed not to drink, not the person who's had the least to drink. It's cool to do and it shows you care about your friends. If you screw up just once, then your life changes forever. Face it, their lives are in your hands. So why don't you and your friends take it in turns to be the designated driver when you go out? You'll make the road safer for all of us. The average person spends 44 minutes a day thinking about food. At Oz Harvest, thinking about food is a full-time job because we're always looking for new ways to nourish our country and combat food waste and hunger. Every day, we rescue quality surplus food across Australia and deliver it to those who'd otherwise go hungry. And you can help. Every dollar donated to Oz Harvest can provide two meals to people in need. Visit ozharvest.org. Thought for food. Hey, Gary, what time you call this? Yeah, the traffic was really bad. Oh, there's Steve-o. G'day, Steve. Morning. How's your weekend? Same old, same old. What'd you get up to? Not much. Are you OK, mate? Looking out for one another is something we all need to do. So if a mate's struggling, ask, are you OK? Listen, encourage action, and check in again soon. Those four steps could change their life. Find out more at ruok.org.au. Hi, Kirk Pengilly from InXS here. And whether it's music, sweet things, puppies, movies, we all love our treats. But our eyes need treating too. 300,000 Australians, including me, are affected by glaucoma. Diagnosed early, glaucoma can be managed. Left undiagnosed, it can cause blindness. So treat yourself by treating your eyes to a simple test. Book your test at treatyoureyes.org.au today. Indeed, this is the VFR Women's Match of the Day at the Hangar in Tullamarine. Essendon versus Collingwood, third versus second. Peter Holden, Brent Sternberg, James Halley and Sophie Fazalari with you on that commentary today. We're going to go around the grounds and find out what results have happened so far in the VFLW. And uh, Brent, uh, for the Western Bulldogs, you, you inject some AFLW talent in the side and boy, that changes the picture. An inaccurate 4-10-34, defeating the Southern Saints 2-4-16. And uh, all of a sudden, three wins for the Doggies and a little bit of momentum. They're starting to rock and roll, the Doggies, in that competition, aren't they? I want to ask, there's no uh, Guernsey clash in that one? No, thank <laughs> goodness, thank goodness. They they, they made sure they wore the white. And, it, it, yeah, we, we were lucky there was no Guernsey clash because it was going to drive us up the wall. Danielle Marshall, by the way, kicking uh, a couple of goals there. Uh, three goals, in fact, for uh, the Western Bulldogs, including a bomb from 50 metres out from goal. But uh, the Bulldogs, who we thought were starting to fall in a heap, all of a sudden, three wins from eight rounds. OK, you're outside the uh, finals but uh, at the moment. But, hey, you could uh, all of a sudden get a run on. Another game that, of course, was played was Port Melbourne and Casey out there at Northport Oval. We were there for the VFLW match of the day. And uh, as we said, it was 3-4-22 apiece at halftime. And we thought, don't go anywhere. You're in for a cracker of a game if you were a Casey Demon supporter because uh, Port Melbourne, uh, well, let's just put it this way, didn't show up for the second half and suffered their first defeat of the season. The uh, final score coming out of that game, as I just uh, bring it up now, uh, is 
the Barrow 4428 going down to the Casey Demons 10969. But Sophie, how's this? I am hearing from the likes uh, of uh, the Richmond players that, of course, Port Melbourne have got that Richmond aff affiliation. We know Sabrina Frederick's been playing for them, but I'm hearing some of the gun uh, Richmond players do want to play for Port in the second half of the year. And one name I heard floated around was Ali McKenzie. Oh, geez. <laughs> She's a jet. She will um, create absolute dominance if she is into that side. And I just reckon um, these AFLW players don't want to stop playing footy, do they? Because if you think about yeah. it, they were playing TAC the whole year. And, in the winter. like, And they announced during the week as well that GWS player Catherine Smith will be playing for them as well. She'll be due down at the end of May. Playing for Port, is it? Or Playing for Port. Oh, because weren't we saying a few weeks ago she may have been going to um, we thought we, Falcons? Uh, we, th we, we, we thought Darabin. Falcons. We thought Falcons. That was the original rumour uh, that a bunch of GWS players were going to the Falcons. And no, she uh, put pen to paper with Port. That's really interesting, though, because I wonder if um, Richmond have are interested in her for the AFLW side or if it's just a VFL no no she uh, she won't be able to because she signed a two year deal with GWS deal, and okay. we're playing up and, and she's playing up there but uh, she is coming back for like a month or so to Victoria because she actually relocated home, up to yeah. Sydney so yeah it is it's almost it's almost like a whistle stop it's a whistle stop to her that she's going through so that might help the borough out but for Melbourne they were very happy Maddie Gay by the way was exciting as was Libby Birch. So that has really got to get uh, the uh, Melbourne AFLW supporters up and about. I promise I won't say Melbourne anymore. There, Brent, I, I, I know you're suffering from last night. I think you've got to put a penny in the jar every time you say that. Yeah, it, it is almost like a swear word. <laughs> and, of course, uh, Geelong uh, took on the Darabin Falcons out at Bill Laurie Oval yesterday. And we can tell you the results from that game. Uh, Geelong 11-9-75. Darabin 1-5-11. James Halley, if you're a Darren player in the last couple of weeks, you've been well and truly belted. Um, what do you do to look for confidence? I suppose you just got to look at the little wins, um, you know, get, um, create some building blocks for yourself. Don't always, you know, um, try to attain for too big of a goal, but yeah, just look for just for the little goals, quarter by quarter. Yeah. All, all I can say is, I heard someone from Darabin, right, name names, grumbling after the game where they lost against the Western Bulldogs, going, oh, look at all the AFLW talent they've got on their side. Does someone need to tap Darabin politely on the shoulder and <laughs> saying, look, this is the new VFLW, and if you want to stay in the competition, this, unfortunately, is the reality. Well, remember, Darabin, you know, they, 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 <laughs> yeah. have, they have almost invented the game of women's football just yeah. about, and, haven't they? And, and they belted sides for a good team. <laughs> <laughs> it's calm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they, they, they won't see it like that, Darabin, of course. Yeah. But, uh, look, I, you know, if I can get a little bit um, uh, personal here, I played football for a junior footy team that got belted every week, Peter. And, that, that you know, when that's happening every week, it is the, the, the little things, you know, the building blocks trying to... Um, Win quarters, you know, win halves, and then eventually, you know, winning winning games will come. But yeah, they've, they've had a bit of a tough time of it this year, Darabin. But um, I think it's still a good opportunity for them to continue to you know develop good players and send players uh, off to other teams and into the AFLW. And that that is the sign of a successful program as well, not necessarily you know getting getting wins on the board. I have to admit, Darabin has kind of got like an odd relationship with all these old players that used to play for their rival clubs in the old VWFL because part of them are excited that they're still going. So there's, some, there's a part of the old guard still waving the flag. But there's a few others. Let's just say when NT Thunder came in the competition in 2018 and the Thunder gave Darabin a good old 50-point touch-up in that uh, first game and uh, Darabin were complaining about the, the quality of the NT Thunder side. Uh, 
safe to say, a side that used to get belted by Darabin a lot, a player from that team said, get me the world's smallest violin. Yeah, yep, yep. Yeah, so, um, yeah, tough decisions ahead for Darabin about what they do um, if these one-sided games do occur. But as we said, we do expect maybe a handful of AFLW talent to play for the uh, Darabin Falcons going forward. Um, we do have other games on today as we speak. Um, we know at the moment Hawthorne is playing against Williamstown. Uh, I spoke to a Williamstown player here before the start of the Essendon-Williamstown game, and they said, we have got this game pencilled in our diary. Right. They, they, they reckon they can take the Hawks, and they reckon blood in the water. We can tell you that uh, into the first quarter in that game, we're about halfway through, it is uh, the Hawks, one straight six, Williamstown no score. Okay. <laughs> So not much to tell you out of that one. That's a close one. Dominic Carbone kicked the goal, if anything. Um, and, of course, Dominic, of course, coming down from the Northern Territory to uh, play there for uh, the Hawthorne Football Club. So um, a close one there. If Williamstown win, all of a sudden, maybe they're like the Bulldogs, a, a stiff on the uh, finals. Hawthorne win will be the second win of the year. Sophie, what do you do if you're the Hawks and you've got Beck Goddard? If you lose this game, if you lose this game, you're 1-7 and seven as you pass the halfway mark of the season with a star-studded coach in Beck Goddard. It's, I guess you just have to change your sort of metrics and your goals for the rest of the season. I, I guess it's sad when teams go into a de development year when you want to be a real contender. But um, I don't know if I was Beck Goddard. They do have a lot of young talent. Um, it does raise a question of can't you do the job next year. But, yeah, it's... it's Obviously hard when you've got all these AFLW players coming down too. Well, the word is she signed to a three-year deal at Hawthorne. And the reason why they signed it to a three-year deal was kind of like Hawthorne were expecting in 2022-2023 they would be given an AFLW licence. We will know what the fate of that is come May when the AFL Commission meets. But let's play hypothetical for a moment. Let's say they say, look, expansion's going to be a few more years down the road. Let's say they have a poor first year. Coaches can sometimes escape from the pool first year and say, well, look... And, and to be fair, she had a huge turnover of lists compared to yeah. 2019. I think they only had three or four players remaining. So she said, we need better recruiting. We've come out of... Pa the pandemic kind of gets everyone to get out of jail for a card. Uh, unless you were David Lake on the Gold Coast. I'm sorry, David. <laughs> but but, um, but if, if they go into a second year and they have this poorer start... I mean, I know we're looking a long way ahead. Need to recruit, definitely need yeah. to get some recruits in. Yeah. We know how much Hawthorne um, were upset by the fact that they weren't included in this recent, um, you know, the group of teams that have come into the uh, AFLW in the last couple of years. But I'll tell you what they can start to do this year if they do start 1-7, and seven, and that's get the arm up and start to wave goodbye to finals, first and foremost, because that's what they want to do is play finals this year. Yeah, at the moment for a club that says that uh, they're destined to be in the AFLW, not by well, your on-field form yeah, at the Yeah, you'd moment, want to start winning. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't mean to be too harsh, but the AFL uh, are not going to uh, admit teams that aren't, uh, you know, performing on the field. But uh, I think they should... Yeah, this is just my point of view. You said about uh, delaying, you know, future expansions. It's probably a good idea, I would suspect, to just let the group of teams that we have now just mature and just and just chill out a little bit. Yeah, well, a couple well, girls left to port too. I know that Claire Diet yeah. is now running around in port and she's playing some really good footy and she's... One of the girls that left um, Box Hill's program. Pip Peschke, Sarah McNamara yeah. as well. So, yeah, a, a few jump ship. Um, if we look back to pre-pandemic, Hawthorne 
were beating the drum about 2021-2022, getting in as fast as possible to the AFLW. It seemed to be more than arrogance than actual planning, even though, to be fair, they won the 2018 VFLW flag, but they lost, as I said, Coach Paddy Hill and a bunch of players. Essendon, on the other hand, is another team that wants an AFLW license back around 2020 before the pandemic hit. Essendon seemed to be a bit more measured. They were saying 2023. We're, we're aiming for 2023. They were saying we're looking three years down the road. And they started off as wooden spooners in their first year. Could have almost made a tilt at the finals in 2019. Obviously no season last year. Side at the moment, if they keep tracking along, is destined for finals this year. It seems to be a contrast between two clubs. Hawthorne, just this agorish bullet arrogant bullish attitude of we deserve the license where Essendon says yeah we'll get one one day but we're on a plan at the moment and this is our trajectory. Well, it's interesting to when you sort of cut it up like that to see the different mindset of of the two uh, programs I think from from well from both their points of view I think you know if if their license is rushed and they go into the AFLW and they get smacked every week and then players want to leave I mean the fact that the AFL aren't letting them have a license in the AFLW um, because they're worried that what could happen. That that's you know, saving them from themselves a little bit. Because that's that that is the worst thing that can happen. You don't want to be rushed into the league and then be embarrassed. That's when your fabric gets ruined, doesn't it? Or your, your true fabric comes out when you're when you're losing continuously. And I think they're really proud of the brand that they're creating at the moment. And I think they know they're onto something special here if they do it properly and they do follow their path. So yeah, do you think that's a really great point you make? You are listening to the Women's Match of the Day, the VFL Women's Match of the Day here on WARFradio.com, also on 89.1 FM at the ground. And the YouTube stream, we hope to find out that for you in five minutes. Just quietly, things are not looking good. Uh, we will be taking a break very shortly, and then hopefully we'll be coming into what we have as um, will be the last post, and possibly a minute silence. So if you do come back and you went to the kitchen, you hear, hey, I hear nothing on the radio, you will have a minute silence in about 10 minutes' time, obviously, to observe uh, Anzac day. We'll take this break and when we come back we'll dissect the matchups heading into this Essendon versus Collingwood third versus second clash. A tough time doesn't excuse abusive behaviour at home. Even in crisis there's no place for domestic or family violence. If you, your family or community is affected, help is available online and by phone 24-7. For free confidential advice, support and counselling for everyone, contact 1-800-RESPECT. There's no place for domestic or family violence. Help is here. Authorised by the Australian Government, Canberra. How often should you wash your hands? Maybe around nine times a day. Four? Like 20? Maybe twice a day. Whenever they feel dirty. When should you wash your hands? After you touch some raw meat. And before starting to eat. At the beginning, I wash my hands before preparing food. How would you rate your knowledge of food safety? Probably like an eight out of 10. Six or seven. 7.5? Learn more at foodsafety.asn.au slash foodsafetytraining. Food safety, it's in your hands. Been playing for a while, sweet kicks. Because footy makes you smile, sweet kicks football. If you're getting ready for the trials, gotta go the extra mile. Sweet Kicks Football Not always hearing that sweet sound when you kick the ball? Need to develop your footwork or explosive speed? Want to take the next step in your footy career? 
then you need Sweet Kicks. More info on our Facebook page or go to our website, sweetkicksfootballacademy.com.au. Gotta go the extra mile, Sweet Kicks Football. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> They're my grandkids. Gee, they can make some noise. But you know what? It's a beautiful sound because they're alive and having fun. The sound I hate is silence in the pool. When a child drowns, you hear nothing. No splashing, no cries for help. Be vigilant around water. Fence the pool, shut the gate. I teach your kids to swim. It's great. Supervise, watch your mate and learn how to resuscitate. I'm Laurie Lawrence. Kids Alive, do the five. It's Anamir's winning gold. Hey, I'm Anna Mears. Winning gold at the Olympics was an incredible feeling. And having my biggest rival, who I'd just beaten, ride up next to me and lift my hand in victory topped off an amazing moment. We'd had our fair share of clashes over the years, but in the end, we both respected each other, and that's what really counts in sport. Be gracious in victory and in defeat. To keep your sport inclusive, safe and fair, go to playbytherules.net.au. Elder abuse can take many forms. Financial abuse is the most common. He said, Mum, I'll get money for you. I gave him my card. He's my son. And then I got a call from the bank manager. I never expected this from my daughter. If I don't change my will, I can't see the grandkids again. For free confidential support, call 1-800-ELDER-HELP. That's 1-800-353-374. The average person spends 44 minutes a day thinking about food. At Oz Harvest, thinking about food is a full-time job because we're always looking for new ways to nourish our country and combat food waste and hunger. Every day, we rescue quality surplus food across Australia and deliver it to those who'd otherwise go hungry. And you can help. Every dollar donated to Oz Harvest can provide two meals to people in need. Visit ozharvest.org. Thought for food. No business wants to throw money away. But did you know sending resources to landfill can be more expensive than recycling them? Planet Ark's free business recycling service can kickstart your workplace recycling journey, help you find the right recycling solutions and give you a competitive edge. Join the 1 million Australians using business recycling to keep valuable resources in circulation. Visit businessrecycling.com.au. It's just good business. to the VFL Women's Match of the Day on WARFradio.com, 89.1 FM at the ground. And unfortunately, I do have to bring you the news. It doesn't seem that we've got a graphics person and the video stream. We were emailed during the week, asked uh, by the AFL if they could take our stream. We said, as always, we're happy to provide the stream, uh, provide the audio for the stream. Unfortunately, it doesn't appear that there's any VFLW video stream this week. I'll see you on that at the end of the game. 
Let's talk about what's happening here. We will be having in a minute silence in about 10 minutes' time. So, again, if you do hear silence at all, the radio hasn't gone, the stream hasn't dropped, they will be observing a minute silence that won't be the last post because there's no PA system here at uh, the hangar, but we will observe a minute's silence, probably around about uh, three or four minutes to 11 o'clock. Let's start talking about better players through the side. Sophie Fazilari, I'll start with you down the end. The Collingwood uh, team... Just stack with some great AFLW players. Yeah, especially in um, Tani Brown, Elish Newman. But Collingwood dropped um, Bella Smith today, I'm pretty sure. Mm. She kicked two two last week, and they dropped her, so it just shows how much talent they've got coming through this side. But I'll be really keen to see um, Tani Brown as well as um, Velado turn it on today. And also as well, James, some uh, some good VFLW talent that they've got in this side to complement obviously the AFLW talent, which which we should say, their VFLW talent is the reason why they're sitting at the moment undefeated. Yeah, you've got uh, Sarah King in the rock, even Demi Hallett on the league, best in the Paris in the NFL. They've got a lot of talent coming through, yeah. Yeah, I see Marlon Neal as well, one of their nuggety small players. Jennifer Guy's been picking up plenty of the football. But Brent Sternberg, we look towards the Essendon side. You called them a few weeks ago. Okay, Nance Gorn's out. We know that is the big name, but they've still got plenty of players to be able to carry them through the day. Well, their engine room is so deep, the Bombers, that they're actually forced to kick a few of them out onto the half-forward flanks and half-back flanks. Uh, I'll assume Courtney Eugle will be acting captain today, I would have mm -hmm. thought. She's in the leadership group. She's a, a veteran. She'd probably go in and, and play on ball. And you know, Nat Natalie McDonald, Alexandra Morecambe, last time I was here, um, they'd really dominated and kept getting their hands uh, on the football. They're a quick team. Um, Brendan Major, their coach, uh, last time I asked him how they'd like to play, and he says, we like to run around them, not through them. So they'd like to flick the ball around. So it'll be interesting to see. It will be good conditions today to try and play that uh, brand of football. And then it'll be interesting to see how the Pies midfield can, can go up against the Bombers, who are, I think bat extreme. Like that, they bat seven, eight, nine deep in that midfield, the Dons. Do you send Courtney Eugle to Alicia Newman? Um, potentially, I, I if, if I was Essendon, I, I want Courtney Eugle to go and, and, and win her own ball. And I know Newman's going to take her there, obviously, but I, I, I would want Courtney Eugle going in and winning her own ball, providing the, the, the spread and, and you know, not, not having to get bogged down in, in running with somebody. Because I think Courtney Eugle uh, is one of the better kicks uh, in the Essendon team, and I think she's probably, uh, along with Ashley Cooper and one or two of the others, she has such an innate ability to win the to win the football. Anyway, it'll be. I mean, Brendan Major, you know, we'll we'll, we'll see what he does. But um, uh, I think uh, you know we haven't really seen teams um, in the men's and women's. You know, in the last few years, that tagging role has almost sort of gone gone out of the game. But I tell you, Eugle will go to her if she starts to get off the chain. That's what I'll tell you. But from the first bounce, perhaps not. On that, Brent, you just said how she's got a really good kick, but I think she's leading handballs in the league. So do you think she needs to bring in her kicking more to become more dominant? Uh, potentially. I mean, the thing is, she's she's always at the coal face, and she's the one that is dishing it off as she leads the Bombers out onto the hangar, and uh, that's a strange old siren we've got, got there today. I actually thought that was a train going past before. I wasn't <laughs> convinced it was the siren. Um... I think that, that with the handballs, they have um, also Nan Scorn, I think, who's up there in the handballs as well, who's not playing today. But that's uh, that's a bit of an indication as to how they, they like to play. You know, teams that are handball happy are, are run and carry teams. But, yeah, I think, um, you know, she's in and under, so that's conducive to getting handballs. But I think, uh, you know, um, 
that she she is one of those players when they head inside 50. Now, there's all there's always one or two players that you want with ball in hand sending inside 50, and Courtney Eugle is one of them. So we'll we'll see how she goes today. Yeah. But um, I, I'm not too concerned that she's getting more more handballs than kicks. The question is, uh, Sophie Fazalari, as you saw last week, um, the Essendon defence stood up well. We've been arguing, in fact, that probably the Essendon forward line hasn't been exactly clinical or functional over the first half of the season. We're arguing that their defence has just been so tight, it's suffocated sides, and that's why they've had the amount of wins, five wins so far in the season. I, I do wonder, out of defence, who does take Sophie Alexander? Who's got the height? Who's going to go with her? Because we know that she is a tall target, and if Newman doesn't play at forward and she goes into the middle of the ground, along with the likes of Maddie Shevlin, Joanna Lynn, they can get the ball in quickly, Collingwood, to their forward 50, and the last thing you want is a tall forward off the leash. I was thinking exactly that, and how Lennox obviously didn't play because she played with the Calder Cannon yesterday. But she played a crucial role last week, so she would have been my first in to play on her. But second in, I'd probably put Eloise Gardner. Mm. I think, uh, sorry to cut you off, so, but Eloise Gardner played on, I think, Cleo Saxon-Jones yeah. a couple of weeks ago when they yeah. played Port Melbourne. It did a pretty good job. I think Cleo Saxon-Jones kept a couple in the third quarter, but other, other than that, uh, Gardner. The thing, the thing about Gardner is she's quick, you know, and so the key forwards can't get away from her, so she's probably the one I would have thought. Yeah. Absolutely. Both sides are actually out on the ground now. Collingwood uh, running down towards the airport end of the ground and towards what I'd almost call the uh, right of your radio dial or towards the bomber shop end where the Portaloos are. Uh, Essendon are going through their warm-ups at the moment. Now, I, I did hear one nickname on uh, bomberblitz.com about what they wanted to call this ground instead of just calling it the hangar. They go out at the old Essendon Recreation Reserve, which is more commonly known as Windy Kill. They said this ground should be nicknamed Windy Plains. <laughs> That's, that's not too windy out here today. That's it all is, right. It is absolutely cracking it's conditions. Lovely. And I do want to give a shout-out to the Bomber Blitz Forum, and I actually see, once again, the DJR, who actually uh, types frequently on their forum, standing in the red sleeves and the white hat behind the goal. They've called it Ant Hill behind the uh, goals down at the uh, airport end of the ground. So you're kicking towards Ant Hill, and uh, hopefully DJR can let them know, unfortunately, the bad news, that there is no video stream, despite the league asking for our audio for the stream. Okay, so one thing we need to go through as well with the uh, Essendon side, Alexandra Quigley is the emergency today, so they are probably down a key forward if you look yeah. at it in that aspect. Uh, Eleanor Cornish not playing, nor uh, Lauren Cassaro, who of course uh, were named as the emergencies. For the emergencies for Collingwood, one of them does come into the side, and that is Rebecca Grant. Um, uh, Sophie Fazalari, we've been told that Imogen Purcell is crook, so that's why she is out. And originally when you went on match centre, um, it actually had Collingwood as one player short. That player, if you want to jot it down in your diary, if you're keeping numbers at home, is 26, Tani Brown. She's definitely living up to the family name, isn't she, this year? She's made her um, yeah. made her stand. Um, I think she's going to bring a really good presence, even just her pressure up forward. Um, so, yeah, I reckon she'll help Collingwood cross the line today. Can you tell me, Peter, what sort of record did her dad have against Essendon? Did he go a right against the Bombers? I, I, as an Essendon supporter, I try to forget. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tani will be looking to uh, continue that tradition. We know how much uh, these two teams love playing against one another. And I tell you what, there's not too many players on the Collingwood AFLW list that would be bigger ins than Tani Brown. We were saying, uh, we were saying before the game, Peter and I, that uh, they might be looking down the list of bombers and saying, well, at least it's not Chloe Malloy. That's yeah. almost the only way it could be well, worse. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're almost about to have a minute silence. So again, if you're listening at home on the stream and you hear the stream go silent for a minute, we're having a minute silence for Anzac Day.
And that concludes a minute silence here at the hangar in Tullamarine for Anzac Day. Of course, we know the AFL men's is happening around 3 o'clock this afternoon at the MCG. A uh, small but loyal crowd coming out here to the hangar in Tullamarine. Looking around, I'm guessing the number is probably just under 100. So it definitely is uh, on the lower side of the equation that we've had here previously. But uh, nonetheless... Thank you to those that have shown up to support uh, both sides today in the Rebel VFL Women's Competition. It's time to start getting some predictions for today of who will win and by how much. I'm going to go down to James Halley and ask you the question, who wins today and by how much? I think the inclusions of some of the AFLW girls will um, allow Collingwood to get over the line in their home game. It's not at their home ground, but I think Collingwood by 18 points. Sophie Fazalari. I think Collingwood by four goals. Let's go to Brent Sternberg. Yeah, no, I think Collingwood as well. A couple of, uh, or one particular, really strong in. I think they're going to dominate around the uh, scrimmages, and I think they might have a, a comfortable win as well. I reckon somewhere between four and five goals. If the Collingwood girls read social media, and I know they do, when they saw Port Melbourne go down yesterday, sometimes that can play mental games. Mm. And I got a feeling Essendon by three points today. Wow. I, okay. I think we'll be in for a cracker, and I think the Bombers might pinch it. So let's see how it plays out. Both sides in their respective huddles. The pies down at the airport end of the ground. The bombers at the bomber shop end of the ground, closest to the coal sign. And we'll wait for them to get into position very shortly. Again, if you've just joined us, Tardy Brown in for the Collingwood Magpies wearing 26. Imogen Purcell is out. And also in Rebecca Grant wearing the uh, number 53. Georgian Nanscorn for Essence supporters. Georgian Nanscorn, they're expecting sometime back within a three-week time frame due to her right calf injury. The sun is shining. If you're in the neighbourhood, get on down to Melrose Drive in Tullamarine because it is some cracking conditions. It's a great way to start your Anzac Day. Everyone's wearing pole. Georgia Nanscorn's wearing a beanie. I don't know why. I'm not sure it's quite beanie weather. Yeah. But we're almost ready to get underway. The Bombers will be kicking towards the right of your radio dial, which is the Bombers shop. And I can see Simone Nelda is going to start in the ruck for the Bombers. To get us underway, here's your lead caller in Brent Sternberg. So here we go then. Anzac Day football. Big game, big afternoon for these two clubs. And in true chivalry style, it will be ladies first and it's king into the ruck for the pies nelder as peter said for the bombers it was king over the top who won it away and here is courtney Eugle with the first clearance of the afternoon up towards half forward oh, that was well read there by davies i think that is out into the pocket stepnell comes up to meet it but just left it behind collingwood get back in numbers here and now a left foot kick up towards half back nice weighted kick just knocked away there by the Essendon player. That was Anthony McIntosh comes across for the Bombers and now trying to pick it up for uh, the Pies for Shevlin. I think it might have come off her boot and out of bounds. So that'll be the old lasso rule. And it'll be Cecilia McIntosh to take the kick right between the two interchange benches. The veteran's got the footy and she elects to go short with the ball and works out okay. Bombers find themselves on centre wing, broadcast side. Aloise actually Cooper up the line. Went over the head there of Marlon Neal and almost not Meg Bellato. It got out the back. Opportunity here for the Bombers. Trying to control the football, but overrunning it was Nat McDonald. Pies will clean up. Hand pass to Bunker, who dropped it cold. Barbara on a hammer close towards the boundary line. Still hasn't quite gone out yet. Ooh. Now it does. Very interesting, because it looked like it was below the knee, but it must have rolled along the ground. It is over and out. We'll have a ball in in the Essendon's half-forward line. That was Alana Barber in there for the Bombers, going in hard and low. Maybe too low, as there's a, Peter said. Throw in a right half forward. The Bombers into attack. 
Running onto this one now for the Bombers is Hosking. Got dragged off it there, well done there by Neil. Inside forward 50, handball comes up to Barber who goes on the check side. That is a mighty effort to the line it goes and it's just touched back there by the Pies. And through for a behind. So the first score of the afternoon is a minus score for Essendon. Let's get some thoughts from James Halley. That was a really good uh, attempt to goal. Didn't, from our point of view, it did not look like it was going into the last moment. Very good. And the kick out from defence of the Pies is going to be cut off. And it's Eugle that gets it for the Bombers at the half-forward flank. Kicks a worm burner in the wards of forward line. An awkward bounce and picked off there by Bellato, who drew the player, gave the hand pass away. And Lee goes long in towards the middle of the ground. Here's Tani. And Tani Brown goes for a run. It's Eugle that's got her and slung her, but she got it away to Neil. Neil got mown down by Aloise. Ashley Cooper. Bombers on here through Kendra Heil. Pumps it in the mere right Clifford direction. Got spoiled from behind. Going in there is Jesse Davies, fighting and strapping, scrapping forward. Weston looks over her, and the umpire says it's a stalemate. Let's get a ball up. And some thoughts from Sophie Fazilari. Thanks, Sophie. As we throw the football up, and away we go again. Brought down by Stepnell. Couldn't get in there. Wants to fight hard for the ball. Wrapping it up and pulling it in there was Jennifer Guy, and we'll call for a ball up. It was really interesting. Coach Major said their physicality went down last week against Williamstown, but they're really bringing it today, aren't they? Been a good start for the Bombers. as a handball shipped out here to Jennifer Guy, who will go on that left foot. Long raking, kick up towards the wing. Oh, and a good mark. Plucked out of the air there by the Collingwood player on the uh, on the near wing. That's Sophie Alexander back into the side today. Up towards uh, the centre wing position where Gardner beat a uh, man. Player, I should say. Handball looking for heel. Jumped on here by Tani Brown in the middle of the ground. And Collingwood have the ball as further advanced as they've had it so far in the game. And that's just past halfway. And we'll have a ball up just forward to centre. Let's see if we can restart the play here. We've gone less than five minutes in and the Bombers lead by one point. Going in there is Jennifer Guy, overruns the football. Neil is pushing hard for it. In goes Eugle, uh, throws the arms out, says I'm being held. Umpire doesn't buy it. <laughs> Joanna Lang kicks the football out towards the half forward flank. Melrose drives side of the ground. Foot race is going to be on out here. Chasing after it is Nicole Julian. She wraps up her opponent, wraps up the football. And the umpire says it's going nowhere and will call for a ball up. We're between centre wing and the half forward flank for the Pies. They're going to the left of your radio dial, the airport or Ant Hill end of the ground. Ball is thrown up, gets slapped around. Try to get a hurry kick in there, Jennifer Guy. Got her immediately ricocheted. And uh, they'll have another crack at it unless Cecilia McIntosh comes through. Pickpockers at it. Goes for a run. McIntosh with one bounce. McIntosh with two bounces. Gets on the right. Got the kick away before being brought down. Awkward ball that bounced not right for Caitlin Lee. Trying to bump onto it was Barber. Ball hit the ground. Three players jump on it. Umpire says going nowhere. We'll call for a ball up. James Alley. Yeah, it's been a red hot start by the Bombers. They've got five inside 50s to zero so far. Great defense so far by the Bombers. And that was brilliant play by Cecilia McIntosh with the smother and then the run. Stepnell's taken out of the ruck here and then she's caught. The umpire's going to let this linger a little while and then call for a ball up. Of course, only a couple of years ago that would have been holding the ball, but they've changed that rule. It's Bit of a contentious McIntosh. one. Sorry, so. It's good to see McIntosh use her pace. We know how fast she can run, so that really breaks the line. Here's Anthony with that. a left foot kick and just bouncing through and away to the left and through for another minor score. So it's Essendon doing all the attacking in this first quarter. They have two behinds and that is their lead. Two Essendon, Collingwood, zero. As they said to bring it in here through Ferguson. And she kicked it towards the back pocket. Had it for a moment there. Newman dropped the football. Had to go back in again. Good tackle. And all wrapped up. The umpire says, I'll take the football back, please. And uh, we'll restart the play 40 metres out from the Bombers' goal. He looks around behind his back, makes sure no one's in his way. Throws it up in the air again. One out on that occasion by Caitlin Lee. Ball hit the ground, nutmegged a few players, in fact. Ooh. 
That was lurking around, squeezed out. Hosking was chasing after the ball. Marlon Neal couldn't hang on to it. Trying to fight the way through. Mariana Anthony can't get the football either. Almost thrown out the side by Alicia Newman, if you don't mind. Managing to work it with the agency of uh, King. And now they go up towards the centre wing position. Nicole Gillian getting back there from the Bombers. Slaps it back to Hall, who accidentally overran it. Had to go back and get it again. In fact, it wasn't Hall. That wild here is Eloise Gardner. She manages to work it sideways. Trying to jump on top of the football there. Was the 57 in Durant. He looks like she's playing. So there must be another out there for the Pies. They kick up the line, though. The Bombers had intercepted it. And a manager goes down the throat of Natalie McDonald. McDonald's got a player on here in Laurie Stepthorpe. Ball got away from her. It was a poorly executed kick, but the Bombers still have an opportunity. A step though, has support from a teammate. Gets it, spins around in a circle, going backwards. They're close up against the boundary line. Getting in there is Mariana Anthony. Kicked the ball on the carpet. The umpire says it's in danger, wow. and it's a free kick going the way of the Pies. Brent Sternberg is shocked. Yeah, I didn't think that was kicking in danger. It looked like a good, clean kick off the deck from, I think that was Mariana Anthony for the Bombers. Anyway... They have it at half-back here, Collingwood, and they've started to lift in these last few moments. It's Ferguson down the line, just through the hands of King. Overrunning it there for the Bombers. I think that was Gardner through the legs of Eugle. Shevlin and Anthony will go at it again. Shevlin just shoveled one onto the boot, and a great wing on the wing there by Eugle, who spun out of traffic up towards half-forward. Well done by Ferguson for the Pirates to knock it away, but it's Essendon who come away with the football. Mia Ray Clifford sat it on the head of Nelda. Good fist come from behind there by Lee, who will now go and win the football, and now she might be in a bit of trouble. She gave a handball to Velado, who must have been right on the paint of the boundary line. It's coming back again. Now they can't get past halfway. The Pies, McIntosh, high kick inside 50 towards full forward. Almost a good mark in there taken by that Pies player. Not quite. And now we're going to have a pile up inside 50 for Collingwood there. For Essendon, I should say. Ball up about 30 metres out. That was uh, Rebecca Grant who just dropped that mark deep in defence for Collingwood. Umpire throws the ball up in the air. Away we go again. Taken immediately out of the ruck for the Bombers. They keep towards the top of the square. Looking for Mia Ray Clifford. Punched Ooh. away by a Collingwood opponent in Jasmine Ferguson. And concedes a minor score. Bombers lead. Three behinds to no score. Blow the siren and I'm right. <laughs> and we'll have the kick back into place. Some quick thoughts from Sophie Fasolari. Just again, that was... Um McIntosh's second forward 50 entrance, so I think they're utilising her really well throughout that corridor. Here's Ferguson for the Pies, who played on. It's a nice kick out of defence as well to find uh, Velado. Here at left half-back for Collingwood, who are on the back foot early in this one. Down the line, off hands. Here's McKay for the Bombers. She had to become the tackler. Ball spills free. On the boundary line it is. Good work in there. Uh, for the Pies, that's uh, Ricardo. Now it's coming out to Barber. Gee, that must have been close to going out. Play on, good hands there by uh, Alexander to Xander. Poor kick, the target just slipped over and that allowed McIntosh to take the intercept mark and she's been enormous back there so far the bo uh, for the Bombers. McIntosh kick out towards Mia Ray Clifford who got there ahead of Ferguson. She's going to try and split two of them, Mia Ray Clifford, and then send it inside 50 towards Nelda. Great fist from behind come from Lee. She has to go it alone a little bit now, uh, Lee. Getting over there is Rebecca Grant to try and lend a hand. Lee's going to go a third time. Kick up towards the wing. It'll be coming back again. That was Essendon set up really well behind the football. And here's Courtney Eugle again. And decides to square up the football. A little bit too much juice on the kick. Went over the head there of the player in Gatner. Now an opportunity for the Dons, though, as they pick up the scraps and kick towards the top of the goal square. Bounces around. And it's going to be cleared out by Ricardo for the Pies. Going out towards the half-back flank position. Now half-forward flank because the Bombers are just building a wall here at the moment as Morecambe kicks around the corner. Couldn't find her intended target at 35 metres out from goal. Dicker pushes oh. in there. Cleared the way for Snell. Snell goes towards the top of the goal square. A pile of hands went up. One of them was McDonald. She Missed the ball. Her opponent got it in Ferguson. She wrapped up Ferguson and will call for a ball up right at the top of the goal square. Well, this has been a massive start for the Bombers, but they need reward. Nelda wins it down. Is uh, 
Ferguson there for the Pies, who's wrapped up by Clifford and McDonald. And we're going to get a ball up right at the top of the goal square. Essendon three behinds. Lead Collingwood yet to score. And Collingwood have barely sniffed an inside 50. Yeah, uh, sorry, Peter. Uh, as they try and punch it close towards the goal line, it won't go out. Ferguson will keep it in. She goes for a squeeze kick. Anthony going oh, forward. Mark. Oh, classy mark out the back. And I think that's Villato who kicks it up the line. Might have to go chase up her own kick here in a moment. Coming in there for the Bombers as Morecambe shoved her opponent over. And the umpire says, you cannot do that. And that is a free kick going the way of Caitlin Bunker. Bunker on the left boot, dangerously close towards the boundary line. But a solid mark taken by Imogen Barnett. Barnett swings around on the right kick. boot. Comes in board. Good mark taken there by Sarah King. The King says, I need a target. Someone present to me. And someone is at the, at the centre of the ground. She squares it up. Excellent Pressure from behind by Dicker. Gave away the hand pass. Mia Ray Clifford had pressure coming at her. Goes for the sideways hand pass. Has Dicker pushing forward if they want to go for it. Go further ahead though to uh, Theodore. Theodore has to harass her opponent of the pies. But coming away with it there is Olivia Ma. And Ma goes towards the halfback flank. Going to be intercepted here. Frederica Fruz got it. Was being dragged down but got her kick away. Ball dribbles inside 50 at the feet there of Rebecca Grant. She manages to somehow get a kick away. It's not the flashiest of kicks. In fact, it's straight down the throat of Frederica Fru. Well, they just cannot get out at the moment, the Pies. And here is Federica Fru, who's going to send them back inside 50. And I'd like to know what the stats are, because I reckon it'd be almost a million to one in Essendon's favour. Hits the pack. No mark down it comes. Clifford in there for the Bombers becomes the tackler. So too Jesse Davies. So once again, the Bombers are going to have a ball up inside 50. 30 out. They lead three behinds. Collingwood yet to score. We throw the ball high in the air. Away we go again. King brings the football to ground. Grant was lurking around there. Ball on the deck. Almost a rugby mall at the moment. As players peel off and then jump back into the pack. Through there as well. Goes for a snap kick towards the top of the goal square. Oh. Swallowing it. Not paid. Yes, paid. Either way, if they didn't take the mark, it was going to be for in the back. And it is Mia Ray Clifford right at the top of the goal square. Let's get some thoughts from James Halley. Yeah, the Essendon defence, the wall has been set up perfectly so far. They're dominating armour. Collingwood in all facets of the game. It's 12 to 0 inside 50, so ho hopefully they can get some reward for effort so far uh, with Mia Clifford here lining up for goal. Shaking towards the bomber shop, enter the ground here at the hangar. Slow, considered approach. No Matthew Lloyd, doesn't throw the grass in the air. <laughs> Little skip in the run up, comes in, right boot. And pops it casually over the goal umpire's hat. Does the double cobra as well, just to let a Collingwood opponent know about it. 1-3-9, the Bombers. The Pies are yet to score. Sophie Basilari, the undefeated Pies, shell-shocked early. Yeah, Chloe McMillan was saying they really want to play it open up the game and play slow and composed, but Essendon are just not allowing them to play their brand of footy. They're coming out and saying, this is our home ground, not your home game. And it is, yeah, bringing it up right up to their mouth, which is great to see. We've said they've built the wall uh, you know, just outside their forward 50. It's been a wall with two bricks in it. One is Courtney Eugle and the other one is Cecilia McIntosh. They cannot get it past Collingwood, those two players. I think the furthest they've had it is the centre of the ground. And that's where it is now, back into the middle. Stepnell into the ruck for the Bombers. King won it down. Brown just left it behind. Stepnell's going to win the handball here. That was Heal, I think it was, who skied one inside 50. Under that one had a name on that all day and that is Ferguson for the Pies. A rare mark deep in defence. And they're going to look to bring it out towards this broadcast side on the head of Marla. Oh, good mark with Stepnell jumping all over it. 
Amada's going to have it at centre-half back for the Pies as they look to go through the corridor. And kicks it in towards the centre square. Came off hands. Neil's, uh, Alicia Newman's looking nearby if they want it. They work it sideways, though, to King, who lost control of the football. Umpire blows the whistle and says uh, too high free kick going the way of the Pies and ending up with the 51 and Matilda Zander. Zander now wants to go inside 50. This might be the first foray for the Pies inside mm. 50 this game. Came off hands. King went through her legs. Going back in there as Ugal. Couldn't get the football. Now picking it up, but being brought down as she kicked was Joanna Lynn was looking for Newman, but the Bombers managed to kick it away, and they've got some space out here on centre wing Melrose Drive side of the ground. Getting there, though, first for the Pies to hold things up was Olivia Ma. She did well. Theodore's going with her for the Bombers. Throws in the hands of the air to say, oh, I didn't push her. The umpire said it's fine. You can play on. Hurry kick away by Jennifer Guy. Inside uh, 50 here for the Pies. Going to be taken away, though, by Courtney Eugle. Gave the don't argue. Kicked up the line. Wants the 1-2, but the hand pass was too hot for her. Got to see if Mackey going back in there is Eugle one more time. In fact, it got messed up again. She has to do her own work. Tries to lay the tackle, but the Pies kick it inside 50. Heil was there. There was a good punch at the feet here of Alicia Newman. She's got it. Ran into two bombers straight away. Nowhere to go. Got the hurried hand pass away. Scrap is on. 40 metres out from the Pies goal. Fighting in hard for it there was, Lizzie, was Lizzie Snell. She's on the bottom of the deck. She's going hard for the ball. She's wrapped up Xander at the same time. And we'll restart the play 40 metres out from the Pies goal. Some thoughts from James Halley. Yeah, the Pies finally got the ball forward here. They've had a little flurry of a little minute where they're looking dangerous for the first time in the game. Contested them by nine points, but Collingwood finally have it into the attacking 50. Can they make something happen? Trying to come through there uh, was, I think, Newman there for the Pies. Lee becomes the tackler. And Nicole Julian, under all that, I think, for the Bombers has jumped on. Get a ball up. 40 metres out. It's been good forward 50 pressure for the Pies. It's really the first time they've been asked to do that today because they haven't been sighted because the ball hasn't gone down there. Off hands. Jenny Guy trying to come through. Oh, she's dropped the football. Should be holding the ball. And it is. So the Bombers will take over at true centre half back. And taking the kick, I think that might be Grace Dicker back there for the Bombers. And Dicker elects to go down the guts, looking for Federica Fru. Went over her head, and a foot race is going to be on in the centre of the ground. Fru's one of them fighting hard for the football, along with Xander. Fru's oh, well getting done. tripped up here. Managed to get a hand pass away. That's excellent footy. They go towards the top of the goal square. The kick was maybe about five metres off. And it's an easy pies mark there. I think it's Ferguson back there for the pies. Will go short. And take the mark, that's actually Ferguson now receiving it, pardon me, earlier from Caitlin Lee. And Ferguson going close towards the boundary line. Bouncing okay for Neil. Marlon Neal decides to square it up. Got to be good, indeed it is. Jennifer Guy takes it, wearing the flashy orange boots. Guy on the left boot. Goes towards someone else wearing flashy orange boots. And Sophie Alexander went through her hands. Ball hit the deck. Crook goes in there for the Bombers. Also finding in harder is through. Came out for the Pies through King. King managed to get across to Alexander. Alexander popped it long and high towards the half-forward flank here for the Bombers. Oh, oh what a mark! What a mark! Eloise Gardner with the juggling act. And from the next trick, she'll pull a rabbit out of her hat. <laughs> Eloise Gardner at the half-back flank for the Bombers. Goes towards centre wing. King, Alexander flew, coming through Volato, hand pass to Shevlin, Shevlin wants to go inside 50, goes to no intended target, Julian is there, got mown down by Newman, and the umpire's verdict on this is a throw, and it's going to Alicia Newman, she'll be kicking on a 45 degree angle from about 35 metres out, some thoughts from Sophie Fazolari. Nan's court may not be on the field, but she's off the field moving all the magnets and telling the coach where to put who, and he's instructing all the girls, so I think she may be the special um, pill for Essendon today. In comes Alicia Newman. 
Slow approach. Does she get it? It's floating through. The goal umpire had to do a little bit of work, but he says it's true, and it's back to three points the difference. Collingwood, one straight six. Essendon, one, three, nine. As we get closer and closer to the quarter time here at the hangar, let's get some thoughts from James Halley. Yeah, so Collingwood in the last couple minutes have just squared the game up. It's only one kick ball game right now, so Essendon will be ruining their chances early in the game when they were 3-0 up and were dominating the game. So hopefully Essendon can finish the quarter off strongly and um, have a true result of their domination this quarter. Has been a good response here from the Pies. I mean, they were on the back foot for the good sort of first 10 minutes of that game, but they've been able to get the ball inside 50 in those last few moments and they've been able to lock it in as well. And that was a big kick from um, uh, Alicia Newman. She had to kick it, and she went back, and she did kick it. So the ball's back into the middle. Still less by three points. Stepnall is into the ruck, and now she's found herself with the football, and she can't get out. And the umpire will come over and say, I'll ball it up. Still on the outskirts of the centre circles. Essendon, one three nine lead the Pies one straight six. Still in the middle of the ground, and Stepnall. And uh, Bella Smith, it was, into the ruck for Collingwood. Knocked it forward. Looking for Guy. Oh, in hard and low. There was the goal kicker, Newman. McIntosh flying in there as well for the Bombers. It's not going anywhere, is it? Jenny Guy, with a little help from her friends, lock up that Essendon player underneath all of that. It was Courtney Ugal, and we get a ball up still in the middle of the hangar. So we go again. Let's see who's going to try and clear the football first. Lynn trying to get a hurry kick away for the Pies, and it works their advantage through Guy, who now pops it up towards the centre-half forward position. Alexander brought it to ground, goes for another crack at the football. It's Crook that gets it for the Bombers. Oh, Got trouble. brought down. This is gone. Hot potato. Tasman D. Crook thought she had a little more time when she didn't. And the Pies now have an opportunity. This will be a long-range shot at goal, though, from just inside the 50 when Boot is put to ball. Imogen Barnett. Can Imogen Barnett split the sticks? Kicking towards the Ant Hill end of the ground here at the hangar. Umpire clears the way. Make sure no one comes in the five-metre zone. Barnett runs at it, stabs at it, flat kick, going to go to the top of the square. Early leaps there from uh, Alicia Newman was no good. It just got out the back to a very patient Cecilia McIntosh. And McIntosh, dangerous, looking for Mia Ray Clifford, came off her hands, coming through with Snell, hand pass over the top, Mia Ray Clifford back to Snell, who's got to try and get out of trouble, was patient, got the hand pass away, Hull dished one off, Bombers now kick towards the uh, centre half back position, now centre of the ground as the ball keeps on dribbling, just at the feet of Nat McDonald, managed to get a worm burner, but it gained about 30 to 40 metres to the advantage of Nelda, oh she got bumped off it at the crucial moment, Caitlin Lee came through there for the pies, now they get it on the boot going towards the half-forward flank. Newman versus McIntosh in a foot race. Current pie versus former pie as the siren sounds for quarter time at the hangar. A very good game of football we've got. And it is Essendon 1-3-9 leading Collingwood one straight six. Sophie Fazalari, I will start with you. The pies coming, coming, coming there. But maybe a case for both sides of not making the most of their few opportunities they've had so far. I'm really pleasantly surprised, um, surprised with Essendon. They came out firing in that um, first half of that quarter. But just towards the end, we saw Collingwood playing on that outer side, which I know they love to do when they've got, you know, Velardo kicking it in. But I think they just need Guy and King to take those strong aerial marks. And if they can do that, then they can stay in the game. They can slow down and do what they love to do. Uh, it's, it's interesting, Brent, that Collingwood almost seemed to have 
a small forward line because Alexander's been worked all the way up the ground and the closest she's got to goal to take a mark has been at centre-half forward. And it's almost like they're aiming for Newman as a deep forward, even though she's the smaller type. And she's the one that has looked dangerous. I think there was uh, most of the kicks that they've had inside that forward 50 have sort of gone to ground. So that must be a ploy, I suspect, to try and... Um you know, they've got a couple of players back there, the Bombers in Gardner and Dicker, and they're taller sorts of players, so it looks like they're trying to run them off their feet. That was a great response from the Pies. I mean, they had another chance there to get that late one, but uh, that game really started to turn when Guy and Bunker and some of the others started to get their, their hands on the football, so that, uh, this is all set up for a good clash, I think, here, with the Bombers going into the first break, three points up on the Pies. And, uh, James, for the Bombers as well, as we've talked about their defence holding up, particularly through the first few minutes there of that uh, of that first term, where they were keeping it trapped inside their forward 50, and we're seeing, you know, we it's almost like she's an experienced veteran, but she's 19 years old Elizabeth Snell with her clean up work across half back yeah yeah the, the half backs for both teams really they were really good but yeah the, the Bombers yeah in the first half really cleaned the ball up well it was creating a bit of wall and Collingwood just doing the same thing it was a, t it was a story of two, two halves really um, yeah the Collingwood able to do exactly what Essendon did to them in the first half of the first quarter we'll take this opportunity to take a break at quarter time it is Essendon 139 Collingwood 1 straight 6 we'll be back after this the mate with the high tech bluetooth fish finder but not a life jacket you know the type so when enjoying the water make the right call to keep your mates safe make sure they wear a life jacket a message from your mates at Royal Life Saving Draft Central is entering a new era covering all the state leagues from the VFLW, Sample W, Waffle W and Quaffle W, as well as their primary focus, the NAB League Girls, Draft Central has you covered when it comes to all you need to know about the future stars of the AFL women's. Draft Central, brought to you by Rookie Me, is now on YouTube, so be sure to subscribe at Draft Central, as well as on our Facebook, Twitter and Instagram pages at Draft Central Oz. The Smith family have been helping disadvantaged Australian children for decades. Today we focus on helping children break the cycle of disadvantage by supporting them to get the most out of their education. But right now, one in six Australian children are living in poverty and don't have what they need for school. These kids need a hand up, not a handout. You can help them get the school essentials they need to fit in and the extra learning support to keep up. Please sponsor an Australian child today. Search The Smith Family. Winter has really set in. Time for hot drinks, warm soups, a relaxing bath and cranking up the heater. Did you know that all these things present a burn hazard for children? In fact, 79% of burns happen in the home. Visit kidsafe.com.au to download the free burn safety checklist and get some essential tips for keeping kids safe in your home. And remember, when a burn occurs, apply cool running water for at least 20 minutes. No oil, butter, ointments or ice. Always seek medical advice if the burn is larger than 3 centimetres. Hi, Kirk Pengilly from InXS here. And whether it's music, sweet things, puppies, movies, we all love our treats. But our eyes need treating too. 300,000 Australians, including me, are affected by glaucoma. Diagnosed early, glaucoma can be managed. Left undiagnosed, it can cause blindness. So treat yourself by treating your eyes to a simple test. Book your test at treatyoureyes.org.au today. It's the VFL Women's Match of the Day! 
You are listening to the VFL Women's Match of the Day here on WARFradio.com, 89.1 FM at the ground. And we do apologise, there is no video stream like we were kind of led to believe that there would be. So we're disappointed as much as you're disappointed, but we hope you enjoy the call. And if you are on any of the footy forums like BigFooty.com or Bomber Blitz and people are saying, I can't find the stream, I can't find the stream, point them to WARFradio.com or if they're coming to the ground, listen on 89.1 FM. It is Essendon 139, Collingwood 1 straight 6. The Bombers have just broken from their huddle at uh, quarter time. The Pies still in theirs. And uh, I wouldn't say Sophie Fazalari an animated Chloe uh, McMillan, but she's holding them there a little bit longer and perhaps concerned. Yeah, I think she's a little bit shocked too. I think they were really confident going into this game that they were going to play their brand of footy. And I think, except for you, I think we all voted that Collingwood were going to win. Um so it'll be interesting to see what tactics they bring out in this quarter. Still a long way to go. And, and James Halley, as we were talking about during the game, how maybe Essendon hadn't brought their A game and their pressure over the last few weeks, despite having some wins. It, it, it's a funny thing, isn't it, that um, when you have these special occasion matches like we are today with Anzac Day or in any other competition, you know, you could be having a lousy year, but when you're playing your, your if you're a country town, you're playing your, your neighbouring town or heated rival, whatever it might be, all of a sudden it just completely changes mindset. Yeah, like, you know, Collingwood Essen, you know, the traditional rivals and, you know, Anzac Day, you know, it can lift them, you know, it can um, make them just play that little bit harder, as um, one of the coaches was saying earlier today, and, you know, they're not going to play any extra, but like 75 to 100%, but it can lift them that extra 2%. Maybe eat that extra wheat bix or something. <laughs> <laughs> to get us underway for the second term, here's your lead caller in Brent Sternberg. Essendon 139, Collingwood 1 straight 6 as we're set to go in this second quarter, and what a great first quarter that was. Really tight tussle here. Don's lead by three points. Back into the middle. It was Smith into the ruck for the Pies. Guy's going to get there ahead of Hosking and win the football. She's going to go backwards by hand, and now she's turned Ma around. Ma's going to give it back to Guy. They're going backwards here, the Pies. Now it's come back to Ma. She's worried out of it. Well done, Natalie McDonald, who then won the football. Had a couple of teammates here. Gave it to Ashley Cooper towards full forward. Good mark back there for the Pies. It's Ferguson who marks on the last line of defence. It's really good to see Essen not being outbodied. We know they're small, so they're... they're bringing their physicality today, which I think is helping them. Bunker took the mark, then gave the dish off hand pass, now looking for oh, golly. Alicia Newman, but straight over her head and down the throat there of Cecilia McIntosh. McIntosh gets on the right boot, goes long towards the half-forward flank position. Frederica proved through the hands up. Ball hit the deck. Eloise Ashley Cooper's available on the outside if they can get the football to her. Marla Neal goes in for a crack at it for the Pies at centre-half back. She swarmed upon by three bombers, got it to a teammate, then hot potato hand pass as they tried to get it to Bella Smith, who couldn't quite hang on to it. Had to go back get it again. She's wrapped up by Grace Dicker and we're going to call for a ball up. Three point lead here to the Bombers over the Pies. It's 139 to one straight six early stages of the second term. We restart again buried into the ground Marla Neal and the umpire says you can't do that that is a free kick to the Pies. Yeah, Ashley Cooper in there for the Bombers was the uh, perpetrator to the middle of the ground off the hands of Bunker and now the Pies move it towards the centre of the hangar. Going in there and flipping one up. I think that was Grant, or she's held on to. So now she'll uh, take a free kick. And that is, uh, in fact, Durante, who we believe has come in for the Pies, up towards half forward. Gardner just let it through her hands, but she might have got a little bit of a shove from Alexander. She did indeed. So here is Eloise Gardner at centre-half back. I tell you what, the Pies, I was going to say a moment ago, they want to do something about Cecilia McIntosh. She is absolutely killing them as they send it towards the outer side. Here is all oh, crunching tackle in there laid by the Bombers. I think that might have been Morecambe. And the umpire calls for it and we'll have a uh, ball up 
on the outer side. It was Grace Dicker, in fact, with that crunching tackle on that Georgia Ricardo. And we have a ball up now on the outer wing. Still the Bombers by three points. As the uh, Pies attack towards their half-forward flank, it was Hull that spoiled from behind when Xander was going up for the mark. And the ball's out of bounds and back to Lasso. Rule going the way of... Oh, no, no, it's not out of bounds. Is it? Yes, it is. Bow jump high was just uh, going backwards and forwards to make sure everything was okay. And uh, it was courtesy of the Lasso rule. They kicked it up the line. It went through the hands there of Smith, taken by Dicker. Ticker went towards centre-half forward. Oh, bouncing ball that knocked over a few. Picked up by Alana Barber. Goes to a one-on-one inside the Bombers forward. 50. Velado running after it with Frederica Fru and the ball go over the boundary line and out of bounds. Five metres around from the point post. I do have it around the ground score at halftime. Hawthorne 20 lead Weemstown 3. So here we go. The Bombers into attack early in the second quarter. Much as they started the first, this throw-in will come about... 15 metres around from the right-hand behind post. Into the ruck again for the Bombers was Nelda. She was shoved out of it by Smith. Little toe poke there by that Collingwood player. It's come to Guy. Got a little boot to ball over that one now. I think that might have been Shevlin just trying to find a teammate. And uh, her teammate got it out there. Now the Pies can go. That was Lee who got the clearing kick and in front coming up to meet the football. Nice mark taken there. I think that's uh, Bella Smith. Oh, sat it on the head of Barnett. Brought to ground by Crook. Still those two go at it. Ingot low goes... Uh, Mariana Anthony on hands and knees who's going to win the football and give it to McIntosh. McIntosh gave it to Gardner and now the Bombers can come off the half-back line through Julian who had her kick smothered and now the Pies might be in. Handball from Barnett, gave it to a teammate, kicks towards an open forward 50 Durante. The Bombers are going to get back here in numbers and they should be able to sort this out as well. In the goal square they have it. A little kick will come from McDonald to McIntosh and McIntosh has it in the left back pocket for Essendon. Sound like a broken record at the moment. McIntosh to McIntosh, yeah. don't you? And we remind you that McIntosh is the oldest player out there on the field, about 41 as well, and she is still running around like she's 21. Now getting across to Ash, me to uh, Mariana Anthony. Oh. oh, someone got falconed as they went towards the uh, centre wing position. Mireille Clifford tried to bust through and claim a few. She got one player and put her into the ground and the umpire says, I'm going to ask for the football back and call for a ball up. Player put into the ground, Caitlin Lee. Let's get some thoughts from Sophie Fasoliri. Hey, you were saying before that people rise on the occasion of Anzac Day in the old enemy. Well, McIntosh is doing that against her ex-team Collingwood today, isn't she? Absolutely. And as you speak, guess what? She got outmarked by Alicia <laughs> Newman. Commentator's curse. Welcome to the crew. <laughs> Newman decides to size it up, but the mark is going to be intercepted and taken away by Laurie Stepnell. As well, read by Stepnell off the boot. I was going to say, I can't tell where Cecilia McIntosh is playing because she's just getting the ball everywhere as they go towards the middle of the ground, the Bombers. But, uh, well, I was going to say the Pies will have it, but the Bombers come away with a turnover of their own. Here's Eugle. Stepnell. Oh, just missed her by hand. Now the Pies are in again. Newman trying to get it to Lee. Might have been held a little bit without it there, Newman. Now she goes for the big tackle on Morecambe, and Morecambe is not getting out of there, and we'll have a ball up just forward of centre for Collingwood, who's still trailing this one. One straight six. The Bombers leading 1-3-9. So the umpire looks around, throws the ball up. Making sure all was in readiness. Stepnell brought it to ground to go and get her own football, then got brought to ground. Newman tried to get it across to Neil. Had to pick it up off the deck. Neil kicked around the corner on the right boot. Oh, on the fingertips of Eugle. Dropped it, but had time to go back and get it. Eugle kicks the football wide. Close towards the boundary line. Picked up there by a running Emma Ooh. Mackey, whose kick is a Barry Crocker. It is out of bounds on the full. It will be a free kick on the way of Olivia Ma for the Magpies. Let's get some thoughts from James Ellie. Yeah, so so far in the second quarter, Collingwood have you know stabilised the game in the midfield. That's really they were struggling a bit last quarter, and yeah, five five zero to five to zero clearances so far in this quarter. So Collingwood are getting back on top. 
Got to give uh, props there to Emma McKay, who went on the, her non-preferred foot when she had to, just couldn't quite get the kick right. As Neil skies one back towards the edge of the centre square. Alexander put her body on the line, and Stepnell said, come with me and I'll take you to grass. And we'll have a, uh, another ball up just forward of the wing. I did see there was a Collingwood player a moment ago uh, down behind the play. She was a bit sore. I think it was Bella Smith. She looks to be okay now as uh, King into the rut for the Pies knocked it down. McDonald with her head over it, couldn't take it. Barber did, but gave it straight to Newman. And now a kick out of there by Xander. One on one deep in attack. Well done by Crook. Kept it in front, but she's going to have to go again. Heil comes back to lend her hand. She's had a couple of goes. Heil got a kick towards the outer wing. Will it bounce up nicely for Dicker? She's got a teammate on over the top of it. Does it? Does now she's going to try, try and burn off Ferguson. Got the kick away, and I think it was actually a judged a, a sling tackle. So it's going to come back here and be a free kick for the Bombers at right half back. And I think it's going to. Uh, Grace Dicker. So Dicker with a footy, half back flank on the Melrose Drive side of the ground. Crouch just starting to build up a little bit here at the hangar. Thanks for joining us here, particularly if you're listening at the ground on 89.1 FM. Going in the Mia Ray Clippert direction. Ball got away from her. Taken off the bounce by Ferguson, who had to go hand pass backwards. King overran it. Going in to pick it up, Villado. Hand pass using the Hallett. Now they kick around the corner again. Velado going up the wing, trying to trap it off the bounce there as she came through was Morecambe. Got into heavy traffic. Ball in dispute, centre wing. Melrose drive side of the ground. Bombers work it to the side through Emma McKay. And McKay goes long and high. Great was mark. trying to find Theodore outmarked in the end. That was Olivia Ma who did really well just to run Theodore under the football and then take that grab. She now sends it to the outer side. Newman couldn't win it. Guess who could? Cecilia McIntosh, who gave the handball to Ashley Cooper, who then had her kick smothered, and now she's going to have to become the tackler, Ashley Cooper. The umpire says that was a good tackle, a fair tackle, and I will ball it up on the outer wing. It's been terrific uh, in this second quarter, Ashley Cooper. She's had a bunch of the football. Stepnell still into the ruck for the Bombers. It was King who won it down. Marla Neal couldn't win the football, but the umpire has pulled a free kick out of here, and it's going to be going, I believe... Collingwood's way. It will. Just back onto the wing. I just missed what that was for. Going against it. the Essendon uh, acting captain today, Courtney Eugles. We're just waiting for the football to come all the way back here to this uh, Collingwood player. And I think it's uh, Velado back there. Now it's the skipper for the Pies. It's Courtney Bunker who will take the kick. Just backward of the wing on the outer side. She uh, skies that one. Very high kick. Didn't go a long way. Maybe only 25 metres or so to ground. It comes. McIntosh taken in a big tackle by King. Collingwood have worked the football out here back to uh, Neil, who left it behind and then went back and had another go. A kick up towards half forward. The race is on, and it's going to be big Sarah King, who's trying to stop it from going out of bounds and being the old lasso rule, but she couldn't do that. So the Bombers will have the free kick just at right half back here, and it'll come from the boot of Eloise Gardner. Gardner with the football, and remember, life's a garden, dig it. She has the football at the half-back flank, gets called with a hurry-up, now goes long and high with the ball, and uh, Stepnell was the only one that read it, no one went up for her, but she misjudged it in, I guess, the sun or the clouds, and bounced off her chest, she ended up getting, I think, a free kick out of this, the umpire comes running in, in fact, it was Cecilia McIntosh that must have caught one across the scone, and uh, she'll end up taking the ball, defensive side of centre wing, she says, I'm going to go down the line, and that's what she does, long, high kick, Stepnell is there, Mar uh, Neil jumped, she managed to get it, Barber got her, but Neil got an awkward kick away, was intercepted though, and taking it and spinning around is Emma McKay, McKay gains about 35 oh. on the kick, great strong grab getting back there, I think by the look of it might have been Caitlin Lee who took that and decides to give up the little hand pass Pies working it on the uh, Melrose Drive side of the ground, oh, looking for Newman McIntosh. Oh, McIntosh, picked that off the back perfectly didn't she
and she'll go short with the kick. Works out okay. And by the look of it, taking it is the 28 once again, Emma McKay. She's having some sort of uh, first half, Cecilia McIntosh. I can't wait to see the stats on the VFL app in six weeks to see how many possessions she had. Turnover there, though, by the Bombers, and now a kick into the middle. Xander dropped the mark. She'll go again a second time, though. Just pumps a handball forward. She's going to have to go again. Here's Xander. Might have been shoved in the back. Essendon now with numbers. Morecambe's won the football. Turns to the outer side and just kicks towards the wing, and that's going to bounce out of play, and that will be the old lasso rule, and Collingwood will take the free kick. Just backward of the wing on the outer side. Now, who's going to take that? I think uh, a couple of Collingwood guy, uh, players just uh, not real sure that was a free kick. It will be Demi Hallett after all of that to take it. Olivia Maher was going to take it, and Hallett said, well, the umpire's telling me I have to. So I'll get a, my own stat, and I'll send it up towards the wing where there was a big pack that collided. McIntosh in low couldn't win the football. Xander back backs out of that pack. Handball back here to Maher on the boundary line. Oh, blind turn away from McDonald was brilliant. Up towards the wing. McKay in front of uh, Velado Takes a nice ma uh, mark, and the Bombers can reload. She's going to look towards the middle of the ground. Not a whole lot happening. Not in terms of uh, Bombers' numbers anyway, although Jess Davies gets back there. She's getting tackled. Ball popped out. Play on to the umpire. Hoskin just got dragged off the kick there. Here's uh, Barber with the look-away handball. Back to McKay. Forward handball now. Ashley Cooper has to come up at the football. She did. Handball now to Barber. It was just behind her. She tried to go off the deck and missed it. And now the Pies can go through Newman. The goal kicker for Collingwood. Up towards half-forward. Barnett. Or a bit of contact there by Nicole Julian, and the umpire will say free kick to Imogen Barnett. He wants to move it quickly inside forward 50. Bunker has to go at this one. She takes a nice mark in front of Heil, and the skipper for the Pies will turn and have a look inside 50 and see a relatively open forward 50 as well. She sends it towards Shevlin, used the body, just gone over her head. Now she's read the bounce well. Dicker actually went and got the football ahead of Shevlin. Bouncing ball up towards Ashley Keeper who gave a handball to Hoskin. They need a mark here. The Bombers, they're not going to get it. Goes beyond Davies. Little soccer away from Velado who will get it back by hand. And now towards full forward they go. It's a kick out into the pocket and it's going to bounce away from Bella Smith and out of play in the left forward pocket. Deep in attack for the Pies. We're still awaiting the first score in this second quarter. It's still the Bombers 1-3-9 who lead Collingwood one straight six. It's just been caught on that outer wing, hasn't it? It's mm. just really hard to get the ball out of there once it is there. That's Sophie Fazilari there on the, as a match analyst today as Nelda brought the ball to ground. 35 metres out from the Pies goal. Hurried hand pass out by the Pies into heavy traffic. And we're 35 metres out as Speller Smith tried to squeeze a hand pass out. It was a random bomber's kick over the top of the pack looking for Dicker who got it across to Snell. Snell went in towards the middle of the ground. Olivia Maher flew high for the football. Bumped off it by Frederica Fru. Fru lost her footing though. Managed to move it forward. And now an opportunity for Felicity Theodore. She goes for a run about having a second bounce. Felicity Theodore didn't know whether to kick long or pull the oh. kick. Probably should have kicked long. She pulled the kick when she wanted to go to Barber and coughed up the football. Pies have it in defence. They're going to switch it to Jennifer Guy who was under pressure from Snell. Guy takes the mark and feels a sore one from that contest. Yes, now got her, I think, with a little knee right in the rib cage. That was such great play there from Felicity Theodore. Deserved better. Here comes McIntosh to cut it off. Bounced off her hands. And now we've got a pile-up on the broadcast wing. Umpires let it go a fair old way here. And eventually it will come out through McIntosh, who had her kick smothered. And that was OK, because then she had a chance to tackle somebody. And she loves that, Cecilia McIntosh. will have a ball up on the point of the square. 
just forward of centre for the Bombers who still lead this one by three points as we're getting on here in the second quarter at the hangar. Ball is thrown high in the air. Now to brought the football to ground. Stolen by the Pies and they kick it in towards the centre. Only for the ball to run onto the hands of Morecambe. And Morecambe kick long. Joanna Lynn is chasing after it for the Pies. But Emma McKay is going to get there first. She's going to swing around. Oh, awkward kick over the head of Frederica Fru who has to try and go back in for a crack at the football. Picked up by Velado. Velado is mown Trouble. down. Umpire says G-O-N-E. Gone. And that's a free kick going the way of Emma McKay. McKay with a kick, had to be good and was. Put it down the throat there of Elizabeth Snell. Lizzie Snell gets on the right boot, goes inside 50 with a kick, looking for Barber, got spoiled by, behind by Rebecca Grant. It goes over and out. Bombers lead by three points. Sophie Fasolari, I'll ask you the question. We've had a bit of congested play. Which side do you think instigated that slowdown in play, the Pies or the Bombers? Probably the Pies. Short, sharp and sweet from Sophie Fazolari. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I'm watching the game. I'm really into it. Well, it's a great game. Thanks, Soph. As uh, Bombers have it into attack. Hosking. Oh, spun 360 three times. I don't know how many degrees that is. I can't count that high, but got a little bit lucky there, Hosking. As there's another uh, ball up in the pocket for the Bombers, who were looking for their second goal of the game. Ma didn't win it. She was uh, worried out of it by her own teammate, who ended up winning one and then skying it to half forward. And a great mark at the back again. McIntosh, that's about the third time today she's done that and she wants to move this quickly. She'll send one towards full four. The Bombers have numbers there. Off the hands of uh, one. Now it's come to Davies. You just dropped the football. Barber goes in there to apply the tackle. Ferguson it is in there for the Pies. Now we're going to have a uh, ball up about 25 metres out from the Bombers' goal who still lead the Pies by three points. The Pies are beating them in the air so I think Essendon really want to play that run and carry game. That's when they do get the scores on the board. We've got a player saw here, I think, just off the ball for Collingwood. I don't know if you can see who that is, Peter. Uh, trainer's blocking the view at the moment. The doctor brought their head up and now decided yeah. to put no, them she's back She's in some again. strife, whoever yeah, it is. It was yeah. just after a tackle that was holding the ball just after the inside 50. So the stop of the clock, and as we have the rules in the VFLW, it is normally 20 straight minutes with no time on. That is excluding serious injury. So when a serious injury like this occurs, umpire puts the hand up, blows the whistle, and that's to indicate to the timekeepers to freeze the clock. So we are having time on for this quarter. And again, it was just interesting from the doctors. They tried to raise her back, they're raising her head. They must have noticed something and they've got no, we've got to put her back down again. They decided against getting her to her feet, didn't they? We're still not quite sure who that is for the Pies, but we've got obviously both teams now coming into their huddles as we see when uh, there's a break in play. Yeah, we've seen the last couple of weeks, the AFL's been a lot more cautious with, you know, head high contact. Like, in the last, even the last two days, you've got Dustin Martin, Tim English, and like as we've seen, Chelsea Van and AFLW, even in previous well, seasons, probably had, wouldn't have been picked up, but... You know, in, in, more, in today's more cautious world, they're, they're taking a lot more seriously. Yeah, Dusty Martin is now out for 12 days uh, due to that concussion rule. Means he won't play against the Bulldogs on uh, Friday night. Gamble responsibly, but bet your life savings on the doggies. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm oh, sorry, Brent, but uh, you're heading into an undefeated team. Is and Back on her now? feet. Yeah, it's one of the uh, AFL listed, AFLW listed girls that's come in, I think, because there's no number on the front Another of the jumper, but I can't tell who it is, Pete. Yeah, that is just... Uh, Throwing us at the moment. She is back on her feet, though, and walking, I, which is good news. I'm not 100% certain it's Bella Smith, but we'll get that confirmation for you uh, once she starts to uh, run, well, not run, but at least be guided towards the bench by the uh, respective doctor and uh, trainers of the Collingwood Magpies. 
But that means either way, by something this series, I mean, we hope it's just winded and you get back on the ground. But if there's any concussion protocols, that means uh, Collingwood will definitely be a player down for the remainder of this game. It's hard to think that no one's actually scored today, isn't it? Like, it's there's been a lot in it, but yeah, no one has scored this whole quarter. Well, it's been a tight tussle, and when we get play back underway, we'll have a ball up deep in attack for the Pies. In fact, there was a, a free kick pulled out, so they'll have it in the back pocket. Through at Newman, I think that was, just through the hands of a teammate. Running over that one there for the Bombers was Snell, who went a second time and gave it to Ashley Cooper, who sent a high one inside 50, through in front, and the double grab not paid the mark. Umpire said that Newman got a little hand in there. In fact, it was Marlon Neal. And now we're going to have a ball in about 40 around from the Bombers' goal. Sophie Fazolari? That is actually Amelia Villado who mm. has come off for Collingwood. So we wait for the ball to be thrown back into play. That's a big loss for the Pies. The half-forward flanks, yeah, she's been solid in defence for the quarter and a half that she's played so far. Slapped by both rucks going close towards the boundary line. Attacking at first there is Matilda Zander. She is being worn like a cheap suit there by Kendra Heil who's all over it, refuses to let go of the football, and the umpire's going to call for another ball up. Let's also get some thoughts from James Halley. Yeah, so, so far this quarter, um, Essen still aren't able to get on the ball with a clearance, so yeah, Collingwood on very much on top in the midfield battle so far this quarter. The ball is on the outer wing as Eugle uh, goes after the football, taken in a nice tackle by Neil, and now Neil's going to win the football herself, but she can't get free of Morecambe, and the umpire's going to ping her for holding the ball, and that's really really rough. She had no chance really to get rid of it there. She went straight into the tackle of Morecambe and Morecambe looks like she's going to send the Bombers back inside forward 50. On the Melrose Drive side of the ground she goes long and high looking in the Federica Frew direction. She dropped the football, picking it up for the Pies and spinning around and getting a hat kick in there as Weston. Oh, Cecilia McIntosh was in the middle of that but she had two Pies coming at her. They outmacked her. Sophie Alexander was one of them who says, get out of my road. And she gets the football and she elects to go with a short kick. Pies mark. I think that might be Shevlin now with the football. Centre wing, Melrose drive side of the ground. Elects to get going quickly. Goes long and high and almost down the throat there of Imogen Barnett. You could almost argue she was pulled to ground. Yeah. Another possession there to Cecilia McIntosh, who hand-passed away to Heil. Heil went with a long kick up the line. Marlon Neal goes in there for the Pies to lay a tackle on a Bombers opponent. And the umpire says, going nowhere, we'll call for another ball up. If you've just joined us, no score has been kicked in this second quarter. It still remains that quarter-time score of the Bombers leading 1-3-9 to the Pies 1-6. I think Imogen Barnett can uh, consider herself very unlucky there in that last contest as the Bombers get a quick break here. Eugle towards half-forward. Barber with the fist from behind. Now at the front, Heil just skied that one a little bit. It was a tough for McDonald. Anthony now goes for the Bombers. One of uh, Lingard in the tackle, but play on says the umpire. Here's Lee. Fired a handball back, and now Collingwood are going to come to this near side. It's a lovely kick. It's a great kick. Just bounced off the chest of Barnett, but she's the first one to recover. She'll send Collingwood towards the forward 50. Smith, in fact, it was Alexander. Second grab, not quite, but she uh, gathers up and now threads a handball through to Newman in the pocket. If it'll sit up, Newman, she's going to go check side, and she's just got it to that near side. She did have a couple of teammates in the middle and she burnt them both, but that's the first score of the second quarter and it's come late in the second quarter as well. Collingwood moved to 1-1-7 with that behind. Alicia Newman has their entire score so far. 1-1-7 for the Pies, 1-3-9 the Bombers. It's Essendon by two points. And Heil from defence with a long kick looking to try and break the arc. Managed to get to the hands of Lynn though for the Pies. She brought it to ground. At least half a dozen players are going to jump on this one and the umpire has no choice but to call for a ball up as Mary 
Mariana Anthony looks on. Let's get some thoughts from James Halley. Yeah, so with only minutes to play here, we've only got to score one point so far, so hopefully uh, Collingwood score a goal and you know, get the lead in this um, second quarter. Aloise Ashley Cooper with a hand pass over the top using Courtney Ugal. who got it to Celia McIntosh, who went left and went right as Alicia Newman got cleaned up behind play. Kicks it in towards the centre of the ground, was looking for Federica Fru, got knocked out of her hands. In goes uh, the player there in Marlon Neal to try and get it out for the pies, but instead it's a bomber's ball. Yeah. It's Julian, it got it across to Courtney Ugal, who's got a paddock to work with. Ugal's going to get run down by Shevlin. No, she got a kick away in the nick of time. One on one, looking for Mia Ray Clifford. Almost got pushed off the ball there by Ferguson. Ferguson still going. Clifford holds her up, siren sounds. Well done, Jazzy Ferguson. Well, Ferguson held it up for the Pies to stop Mia Ray Clifford, and maybe the siren beat Mia Ray Clifford for trying to claim Ferguson for holding the ball. Call that a well-earned draw on both sides. No, she played it really well, Ferguson. I mean, that's one of the most dangerous players inside forward 50 in all of the league, and she looked like she might have been out for a moment there, but just uh, almost slipped up, and Ferguson was very happy to uh, be wrapped up in a tackle, I suppose. 1-3-9 Essendon, Collingwood, 1-1-7 at halftime. Don't let the score fool you. This has been a very tense game between third and second here at the hangar in perfect conditions, bar us getting sunburned. Let's get some thoughts on how that second quarter played out from Sophie Vazilari. I don't want to call it early, but I would have said to Wills of falling off for Collingwood with, with Velado going off, but I feel like Essendon did a really good job in shutting her down in that first quarter anyway. So I don't think her presence actually would have really impacted the rest of the game. Um, it's really good to see Eston utilising that corridor and they're playing their run and carry game, which Brent was saying we really want to see from this side. Um, but yeah, and um, it was good to see Collingwood, they did slow them down, but I do think Eston, if they can keep this going, they'll take it today. To James Halley, your thoughts on that second quarter and... and I asked the question, are Collingwood being hurried into things? If we look, for example, that uh, Alicia Newman last snap there, um, okay, a split-second difference there, whether she could straighten up or not, but the Essendon pressure. Yeah, well, it's not always the pressure, but, you know, the perceived pressure. Maybe it's getting to Collingwood a little bit, but, yeah, Essendon's, yeah, pressure, it's just, it, it is t it's getting to Collingwood. You can see, again, the huddle are taking a little bit longer than Essendon. Maybe they're, they're getting a little bit worried, but, yeah, Essendon, they're, they're doing well. They're taking up to Collingwood, yeah, they're doing very well. It was really funny because what I thought Essendon's weaknesses were going into this game was their physicality, the bigger bodies that Collingwood provide. But they've brought the strength and they're winning that ground ball. And they're not even I said before, you know, their last goal, their last quarter specialist. But they're bringing the battle from the get go, and they've got a sense of urgency about them today that you can feel it. And Brent Sternberg, before we go to the halftime break, let me bring up this interesting fact. Of course, we lost the 2020 season and Collingwood uh, were premiers, of course, uh, uh, back in 2019. In a home and away season context, the last side to beat the Pies was Essendon. Well, there you go. Oh, I know they've only got a one-goal first half, but I think Essendon have been terrific, um, you know, in the middle of the ground and then also... When, when Essendon have gone inside forward 50, they have looked dangerous. Collingwood haven't really because they go in there and they kick it to McIntosh and McIntosh gives it to Eugle and before you know it, the Bombers are gone. I think they've been terrific and I reckon in the sheds, they will be a bit disappointed that they only have a, a two-point lead, the Bombers. Yeah, you've just got that feeling, uh, as much as the scoreboard does reflect, it is that type of game that's a low-scoring contest. 
they should be maybe two goals up. And I, uh, and they know that, and I think they they may be a little bit nervous, you know, the longer they leave the Pies in the game. they long, The longer they outplay the Pies but leave them in the game on the scoreboard, the more dangerous that is for Essendon. Does it all come down to psychology, particularly from the coaches in the rooms, to try and see that Bellato went off injured, may or may not return? But let, let's use, uh, from the Essendon point of view, them trying to spin the story that she may not come back on, do you raise it to your players going, their key defender's out, this is our chance, the door's open. Do you spit it in that context? Uh, yeah, p- p- potentially. What do you think? So, um, No, because I re- just reckon um, as a player, you know, you can you can get excited about that, but you still want to bring whatever happens if a key player goes out, you want to bring your game regardless of what the other team's doing. So I think they're just going to focus on their craft and what they're doing today. And looking at Amelia Vanilato, who hasn't gone into the rooms, yeah. uh, the doctor's just walked away from her now to go get something. But uh, all the tests, as much as she's sitting down comfortable, has been done around the neck region. And in fact, as we speak, they are putting on a neck brace on Amelia Vanilato. So she is done for the day. She does look okay, though. She's sitting there and uh, having you know, a bit of a sort of wry smile on her face and uh, and whatnot. I think she's laughing because she has to sit in that upright position so they can put the neck brace on. But I think, uh, I mean, you know, it's not very good optics having to put a neck brace on, but I, I think she might be okay. Well, as we said, um, we're not sure about concussion tests or anything like that. We know she wasn't stretched off, which was a good sign, which we're all worried about. But again, uh, neck brace as we speak, literally going on to Emilia Villado of the Pies. We'll take this break at half time. It is Essendon 139. They are leading the Collingwood Magpies 117. We'll be back after this. Draft Central is entering a new era, covering all the state leagues from the VFLW, Sample W, Waffle W and Quaffle W, as well as their primary focus, the NAB League Girls, Draft Central has you covered when it comes to all you need to know about the future stars of the AFL women's. Draft Central, brought to you by Rookie Me, is now on YouTube, so be sure to subscribe at Draft Central, as well as on our Facebook, Twitter and Instagram pages at Draft Central Oz. Been playing for a while. Sweet kicks Cause footy makes you smile Sweet kicks football If you're getting ready for the trials Gotta go the extra mile Sweet kicks football Not always hearing that sweet sound when you kick the ball? Need to develop your footwork or explosive speed? Want to take the next step in your footy career? Then you need Sweet Kicks. More info on our Facebook page or go to our website, sweetkicksfootballacademy.com.au. Gotta go the extra mile. Sweet Kicks Football. It's Adamir's winning gold. Hey, I'm Anna Mears. Winning gold at the Olympics was an incredible feeling. And having my biggest rival, who I'd just beaten, ride up next to me and lift my hand in victory topped off an amazing moment. We'd had our fair share of clashes over the years, but in the end, we both respected each other, and that's what really counts in sport. Be gracious in victory and in defeat. To keep your sport inclusive, safe and fair, go to playbytherules.net.au. We are the Australian Literacy and Numeracy Foundation, striving to empower our most marginalised communities through literacy and education. Literacy is having a voice. Literacy is opportunity. Literacy is dreaming big. Literacy is freedom. 
Today, you can help end inequality and give every child access to our life-changing and proven literacy programs. Your support is vital. Donate now at ALNF.org. How often should you wash your hands? Maybe around nine times a day. Four? Like 20? Maybe twice a day. Whenever they feel dirty. When should you wash your hands? After you touch some raw meat. And before starting to eat. At the beginning, I wash my hands before preparing food. How would you rate your knowledge of food safety? Probably like an eight out of ten. Six or seven. Seven point five? Learn more at foodsafety.asn.au slash food safety training. Food safety, it's in your hands. If you've had something stolen... Or if you've had property damaged, you need the police, not the sirens. If you've lost something or found something valuable... Or if you want to register a party or let us know you're going away on holiday, you need the police, not the sirens. When you need the police but not the sirens, you can now report these incidents online at police.vic.gov.au or call 131444. Authorised by the Victorian Government, Melbourne. There are plenty of Classic Hits radio stations, but this is where GoRadio.Live is different. We unashamedly select the best music from our chosen era. We develop programs that provide the music with minimal interruption. For many hours of the day, you won't hear any announcers, just great music and the occasional station ID. We let the music play through until the end, no crossfades and no announcers talking over the start and end of tracks. We think you're going to love GoRadio.Live, radio as it should be. Check it out at www.goradio.live or download the free app from Google Play or the App Store. I was lucky that when I picked up the phone that day to call my best friend, that he answered. Despite almost every Australian knowing someone who has been affected by suicide, we still don't talk about it. Lifeline Australia's new podcast, Holding On To Hope, shares stories of survivors and the connections made to find the hope to keep living. Because when we talk about suicide, we realise our capacity to support those around us. Holding On To Hope. Lifeline.org.au forward slash podcast. Hi, Kirk Pengilly from In Excess here. And whether it's music, sweet things, puppies, movies, we all love our treats. But our eyes need treating too. 300,000 Australians, including me, are affected by glaucoma. Diagnosed early, glaucoma can be managed. Left undiagnosed, it can cause blindness. So treat yourself by treating your eyes to a simple test. Book your test at treatyoureyes.org.au today. No business wants to throw money away. But did you know sending resources to landfill can be more expensive than recycling them? Planet Ark's free business recycling service can kickstart your workplace recycling journey, help you find the right recycling solutions and give you a competitive edge. Join the 1 million Australians using business recycling to keep valuable resources in circulation. Visit businessrecycling.com.au. It's just good business. Hi, this is Missy Higgins for RAD, recording artists, actors and athletes against drink driving. I see a lot of things at gigs, mostly people having a good time and a few drinks. But what I'd hate to see is someone getting behind the wheel after they'd been drinking. Being even a little bit over the limit makes it too easy to lose control. So if you plan to drink, plan ahead. Arrange a designated driver who won't drink. Remember, music lives and you should too. Winter has really set in. Time for hot drinks, warm soups, a relaxing bath and cranking up the heater. Did you know that all these things present a burn hazard for children? In fact, 79% of burns happen in the home. 
Visit kidsafe.com.au to download the free burn safety checklist and get some essential tips for keeping kids safe in your home. And remember, when a burn occurs, apply cool running water for at least 20 minutes. No oil, butter, ointments or ice. Always seek medical advice if the burn is larger than three centimetres. VFL Women's Match of the Day on WARFradio.com. 89.1 FM at the ground at the little boombox speaker that we set up near the scoreboard. Hello to Fern and all those listening on that side of the ground. And uh, unfortunately, no video stream today. We were led to believe there was going to be a video stream. The league asked to take our feed. Unfortunately, the I guess the person that's meant to do it wasn't appointed or didn't show up. So therefore, there is no video stream. It is just the radio call today. So pe- point people in the direction of WARFradio.com because we've got a classic here at the moment. The scoreboard might be low, but the intensity is high. 139 Essendon, Collingwood, 117. And Brent, I've got a round the ground score from Hawthorne and Weemstown. You won't find it on the app. You won't find bugger all on the app. But I did find it from the Hawthorne Twitter page. And they say at three-quarter time, Williamstown's finally kicked their first goal. They've had an inaccurate 1-6. But at the moment, it's 22-12. So the Hawks in front, but certainly not home and hosed. No, it looks like we've got a close one there and a close one here too. Was it? Who did you say uh, said they were ready for the match? Was that Williamstown? Yeah, they said they yes, were yes, geared up yes. for they this They penned one? it in. Right. The calendar. Well, yes. they'd want to get rocking and rolling in that uh, final quarter. Come on, Willie. Let's right. go. Let's see if they can come home with a uh, wet sail. 22 to 12, Hawthorne leading Weemstown in that match. And again, stay listen to WRFradio.com and we will give you the uh, final score for that game once it uh, does come around after uh, we follow their Twitter account. That's essentially what it comes down to. For those that have just joined us, uh, Amelia Villado went off the ground. There were concerns about it. They tried to make her sit up, then they put it back down again. They did take her off from the stretcher. They were, had to hold up play for a few minutes. She is currently sitting on the Collingwood Interchange, and she is wearing a neck brace. She has not gone in the rooms at all, so she didn't join her teammates. And as we speak at the moment, we do have uh, the Collingwood doctor and physio uh, working on Amelia Velado and checking out that neck area. Everyone seems to be satisfied with that. Thank you very much. <laughs> Sorry, I was just I was going to say, I don't like to be wrong, and at the start we are saying how the influx of AFLW plays will impact the competition, but how good is it to see... Essendon just level up to it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, th- th- this was the question mark today for the Bombers, regardless of win or loss. I- I- if the Bombers came here today and got blown out of the water by the Pies, then you go, well, maybe Collingwood's so far ahead of the pack and the Bombers have got a long way to go. If, and, and and worries, of course, like we are for all the standalone sides of the their competitiveness with the AFLW players coming back. Quality AFLW players have come back for the Pies. Not the absolute cream of the crop. We're not talking Bree Davy, Chloe Malloy, Jamie Lambert, etc. But still, respectable talent. And Sophie Alexander, Maddie Shevlin, Bella Smith, Alicia Newman, Tarty Joanna Brown. Lynn, Tani Brown. But again, it, it is the Bombers that are throwing it to the Pies, throwing down the challenge. The question is, and I asked Sophie and I asked James, are the Pies up to the challenge or will they fold? 
I think they're up for the challenge. It'll be really interesting. This I think this third term will set the tone for the rest of the game, won't it? They do call it the premiership um, quarter, but I think if um, Corny Eagle can continue her run and McIntosh, I think um, Essendon can come away comfortably. If they can get it down to Ray Clifford, yeah. Don't want to be too negative. Sorry, Jimmy, mate, but uh, I'd like to see a bit more out of Tani Brown just quietly and and the Pies skipper as well, Courtney Bunker. I mean, that they have been killed in the middle today with the, with those Essendon players that you just named there, so... Yeah, well, with uh, Essendon will be getting a little bit nervous if they can keep if Collingwood can keep within arm's distance going into the final quarter with AFL AFLW listed talent they have on their team. They'll be they want to create a little bit of a distance going into the final quarter, Peter. Collingwood just want to slow down, but Essendon are just yeah. putting the pedal to the metal and and saying no, 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 which is good. They're forcing them to play an unfamiliar brand of football. And hello to those, by the way, that are listening through bigfooty.com and via bomberblitz.com. Thanks very much uh, for your company and joining us on today's call. Remember to post in the forums that people know the video stream's not happening. They go to wrfradio.com, including, I believe, listening at home is uh, Rob uh, Kiyochi, who, of course, is the father of Steph Kiyochi, hey. the co-captain of the uh, Pies. And uh, and that's a big effort as well because Rob, I know, is a Carlton man. Oh, oh I see. But, of course, with his daughter being co-captain of the Pies, he's, he's now got a soft spot for the black and white. But he won't be uh, won't be too worried if they both belt the absolute living daylights out of one another. <laughs> Here we go, then. The Bombers by three points at quarter time, two points at half time. You know what that means. We're on our way to a draw. As Essendon looked to win it out of the middle here, it was Naldru couldn't find, quite find a teammate there. And then it was uh, Neil who gave it straight to Barber. And Essendon fast starters again here in this quarter. Hosking a nice take. Handball to Davies. Davies squares it up. Through coming one way. McDonald the other takes the mark. And they were crisscrossing there. The Bombers lucky not to get in each other's way. And Natalie McDonald will take the mark and have a go from 30 out right in front. Sophie Fazilari. Hello. <laughs> um, <laughs> Are you so shocked by that? I am hey, shocked. So that was just so fast. Hopefully she gets it on the ball. It was a really good forward um, inside 50. And if you saw Barber, she just collected that beautifully and delivered it. Had a terrific season. Nat McDonald finds plenty of the ball, kicks goals as well. That's not her best kick. And, uh, well, I think that was uh, King who knocked it through for a behind for Collingwood when she quite easily could have taken the mark. But what that means is obviously they're now going to have a little bit more space for Ferguson to bring that one out. The margin now is uh, Essendon back. Out to a three-point margin. That is an absolute sack from the kick-in from Ferguson. Davies again. Handball to Nelda, who will just throw it on the boot. Back towards the top of the goal square. Collingwood have numbers back. And here's a nice mark taken here by Lee for the Pies. And Lynn, she, rather. Sorry, Peter. Jo Lynn with the ball. She was looking to go straight down the guts and then decided to go to the back pocket instead. Mark taken. And I think that is uh, with a football and going for a run, Weston. Eat the wagon wheel, eat the wagon wheel. And a kick resembled a wagon wheel. It was pretty ordinary. And it was taken away by Steppel in the end for the Bombers. Trying to square oh. it up. Looking for Jessie Davies. She took a mark under pressure from Neil. And she's going back and considering a shot from 45 metres out. Oh, Ooh, here we see go. what happened now. The last that we saw when the whistle went, the Pies player went down. But he is pointing the way of, yes... Yeah, so Lynn. just pointing add, down field. field I yes, think, yeah. exactly. So when you're pointing, going, hang on, is it an Essendon free kick? How he's pointing? No, it's the point for downfield. Mean it's the reverse. Yeah, and that means Marlene will take the free kick. She kept her feet really well then, didn't she? To take that mark, so it's a bit of a shame. Oh, she's hung it up in the air, Neil. And well done there by Theodore to come in. Well, not well done by Theodore. Front on contact, says the umpire. So dangerous kick on the last line of defence for Collingwood, but uh, they'll get out here. The uh, the pies through Lee. 
who will send it to the outer side, and that's a big turnaround, isn't it? Just Davies was going to line up for goal, and then uh, off the ball, free kick, and that's a chance that goes in the bin, as Collingwood have it on the outer side, Essendon, a couple of players come in, a crunching tackle in the back, says the umpire, and so it will be, uh, it'll be Marla Neal to get up and take the free kick for the Pies, who trail by three points, Marla Neal has it just back of the wing on the outer side, and she's going to come inboard, and this is... Uh, Joanna Lynn, again, just off the back of the square, wants to get things moving quickly. They've got a sense of urgency now, the Pies. Oh, a couple of bombers. That was uh, Nalda, I think, and uh, Ashley Cooper who got in each other's road. Over it now for the Pies there was uh, uh, Ferguson, I should say, coming through Neil. Now Alexander flipped one up looking for Shevlin. Threw it up, said the umpire. Illegal disposal. Essendon will have the free kick on that outer side, and it will be Eloise Ashley Cooper just backward of the wing for the bombers. We're hanging with Ashley Cooper. She has the football on centre wing. Melrose drive side of the ground. She elects to get on the right boot. And tell you what, a lovely mark by Grace Dicker while under pressure. Grace Dicker, forward of centre wing. Pumps it long towards the half forward flank. Mireille Clifford last in the queue there. At the front was King. Drew the player, went with a hand pass to Bunko. Put on the left boot. Went straight down the guts with the kick. Cecilia McIntosh was trying to jump from behind, but was out positioned in the end. And a solid grab taken by Imogen Barnett. Barnett swings around on the right boot. Almost brought down Rain with a kick. Got out the back, trying to uh, juggle the football there and keep it under control as Matilda Zander. She got brought down to ground in front of the scoreboard and will call for a ball up. That scoreboard shows Essendon 1 4 10. Collingwood, 1-1-7. That was Tamsin Crook with a really good uh, tackle on the last line of defence for the Bombers. So it's Collingwood into attack. Both the Rucks missed it. And there's a free kick out of the Ruck and it's going to Simone Nelda for the Bombers. Not quite sure what that was for. It looked like uh, it was a pretty fair fought Ruck contest, but Simone Nelda doesn't care. She has it in the left back pocket. Oh, overcooked the kick over the head of Snell. Now a chance perhaps for Collingwood. Good tackle by Snell, but Collingwood will get away with the numbers. Guy bounced one inside 50 to King, and King gave it to Neil. Neil now to the goal square. It's offline. McIntosh from behind. Couldn't get the fist on. It's been a really nice mark taken right on the behind line. I think that's Imogen Barnett down there for the Pies. It is. Let's get some thoughts on that from James Halley. Strong grab by Barnett. Yeah, very strong, very strong mark here. In, the, in this third quarter, the conditions have gone a bit hotter as it start at the start of the game. And... Um, the, the players are playing true to it. We're taking some good marks. Well, she's called to play on Barnett. She thought about passing it off. Now she does, and she turns it over, and it's Tamsin Crook taking the mark at full back, and she'll head towards the Mariana Anthony direction. That's a bad kick as well, though, and sliding in to take the mark for the Pies is Caitlin Lee. And that's a really bad turnover, and Lee can go back and kick this goal, hopefully for the Pies' sake, and give them the lead for the first time today. Absolutely took the words out of my mouth. That's just going to be heart crushing for the Bombers if she kicks it. So no real angle to speak of. Should be within her range, Caitlin Lee. She's got plenty on it. It's going to go right to the line and another really strong mark taken in there. And it's Imogen Barnett once again. And this is much more like her uh, territory here. As good as directly in front, only 15 metres out. Isn't it uh, interesting, a change of forward line from the Pies instead of going small, going tall now, and it's creating headaches for the Bombers. She's wasting no time here, Imogen Barnett. In she comes, pops that one through, and for the first time today, Collingwood hit the front. 2-1-13, they will lead the Bombers now, 1-4-10, and Sophie, this has been a much, much better start for the Pies. Yeah, absolutely, you can see that they're playing to the brand that Chloe really wanted them to, that slow and composed kicking it, taking good marks. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be a really interesting second half. You can understand why Imogen Barnett passed off that 
first uh, option because she was right on the boundary line. It would have taken some kick. She just uh, didn't quite have the execution to square it up and, and find a teammate. You're listening to WARFradio.com, the home of women's footy. By the way, for Essen supporters, next week we do have the Bombers and Carlton at Windy Hill. And then on the uh, Sunday we'll have Hawthorne and the Southern Saints down at Sandringham. We restart play again. King won the ruck contest, had to do her own robing work. Got it across there to Marla Neal, who got pulled down. She tried to get a hand pass away back to King. King worked it sideways, looking for Bunker to run under the football. She's beaten out in the contest. Bombers now go towards centre half forward. Awkward bouncing football. Just ricocheted off bodies there. Dicker did a little bit of shepherding work, which was nice. Eloise Ashley Cooper put it high on the boot. Amia Ray Clifford, who dived at it, almost trapped it in her stomach when it was on the ground. Ball squeezed out the side. Here comes Dicker. Dicker with a flying shot at goal as well away to the right-hand side. Out of bounds on the full to the right. Almost hit the portal lose. <laughs> Three-point lead to the Pies. Oh, that was a good bit of play there by Dicker. She hit that football hard. Just couldn't quite get it back around her body and... Online as the Pies have it in the left back pocket out towards this near side. Oh, well Dicker had a handful of the jumper there of Grant, and Grant's not real happy. She went back at Dicker and she said, I'll oh, bugger off, will you? Here is uh, Beck Grant up towards the broadcast side, just drop it in front of Alexander. It was a good pickup by Alexander below her knees. Down the line on the head of Neil, punched away out the back it comes. Bunker will give the handball. She just missed Image and Barnett. Nicole Julian dragged off the kick. Sun in the eyes of the players. Almost a good mark coming across in front there for the Bombers. She's not happy with herself. Ashley Cooper kicked down the line now for the Pies. We'll find, uh, I think that might be Marlon Neal who gets up limping. In fact, it is uh, Newman who gets it moving quickly. Coming across in front again there for the Pies. That might have been Barnett once again. Handball forward. Here go the Pies. It's uh, Hannah who just... Uh, dropped it. it was a good handball to find her but couldn't control it good kick out of the back line there from Barber and it lands safely into the hands of Natalie McDonald and McDonald elects to go towards center wing set a task there for oh. McDonald had to go back again and the umpire says taken way too high over the shoulder and that will be a free kick for the Bombers so Nat McDonald has it at center wing standing the mark there is the 57 and Durant they go short now to Aloise Ashley Cooper she gets on the right boot, Eloise Ashley Cooper, looking for Mia Ray Clifford, hyphen to hyphen, and tries to find her at the half-forward flank position, wraps up her pies opponent, umpire says hi. That's an interesting interpretation. Oh, look out. Ferguson elects to play on, got around Mia Ray Clifford, kicked it high, trying to stand tall there is Alexander, umpire blew the whistle, early set, play on, running away with it is Bunker, Bunker to go towards centre half-forward, rushing after it is Alicia Newman, she's got space to work with, Cecilia McIntosh running after her, Newman tries to kick it around the corner, it won't bounce anywhere near the goals, it'll go a couple of bounces and over and out, a couple of metres around from the right-hand point post. Let's get some thoughts from Sophie Fazolari. I just can't help but notice Collingwood's pressure has just been enormous, even with the ground ball this quarter. They're really meeting Essendon. Now they've lifted the pies. They are full of running in this third quarter. They've hit the lead. They lead by three points and they have the ball deep in attack once again as it's ooh, a high, wide and ugly throw in. Stepnell ran under it, took it and then dropped it. And now through for the pies comes Ricardo. I think that was back towards the teeth of goal. McIntosh is there to see it go through safely for a behind. That will extend the Pies' lead to four points and it will be McIntosh to bring the ball back into the field of play for the Bombers. They're increasing with the weather because it's getting hot and the Pies are getting hot too. 2-2-14 yeah. to 1-4-10. Collingwood up. They are the undefeated side at the moment in the VFLW competition as we're in round eight. McIntosh runs the ball out of full back. Goes up to Mireille Clifford who's worked all the way up the ground. It's almost the back pocket, long way from a traditional spot at full forward. 
Mia Ray Clifford looking for some options. Originally had Mariana Anthony. Decided to come inboard. Wasn't the wisest kick. Alexander really should have swallowed that. Dropped it. In the end, Felicity Theodore has it. Kicks it in towards the middle of the ground. One-on-one -on -one contest. Couldn't be taken. It's Joe Lynn who got it for the pies, but she got pushed off of it by Emma McKay at the last second. The ball just dribbles out towards the wing. Neil got oh, run down with a smother work by Courtney Eugle, but the ball bounced fortuitously back to Neil, who goes inside 50 with the kick. It has to be trapped here by Alexander. Try to get a hurried hand pass away while under pressure. Gardner goes in in there she goes to ground gets immediately wrapped up and the umpire says going nowhere will call for a ball up 35 meters out from the pies goal we do have another collingwood player just off the uh, little pack here is a little bit sore i think it's bella smith who back on her feet now but was slow to get to her feet collingwood in attack king off the side of her boot towards the boundary will barnett elect to keep it in she does mcintosh will be the beneficiary of that or she was nudged over by uh, neil and now bella smith goes and takes uh, Eloise Gardner in a big tackle, and we get a ball up in the right forward pocket for the Pies, who leave Essendon about halfway through the third quarter here at the hang-up by four points. Here on WARFradio.com, 89.1 FM at the ground. Ball is thrown back into play, misses everybody. Elizabeth Snell tried to jump in the air to slap it forward. McDonald was there as well. Barber jumps in. And on the deck, Joe Lynn is fighting hard. And the umpire says, I'll take the football back and we will call for a ball up. 2-2-14 to 1-4-10. The advantage, the way of Collingwood here at the hangar in this Anzac Day clash. Third term football. Ball squeezed out. The umpire says, incorrect disposal, Nicole Julian. And that's a free kick going the way of Marla Neal. And Neal is going to spot up a lead of a teammate. It was a good kick. It just bounced off the chest there of Newman, who might have then wore one in the back. Essendon back there in numbers, trying to get it out. It was Julian, I think it was, who gave it to McIntosh. Hallett oh, just had it bounce away from her. Hosking, good pick up. Forward handball now. Bombers have numbers here, although first to get there, though, is Lee for the Pies, running away from Jess Davies. Did that well, Lee. Gave it to Hallett. Hallett now kicks towards the boundary line, and that's going to go out of bounds. And it's going to be the lasso rule. So the acting captain today for the Bombers, Courtney Eugle, who's had some good moments in this game, will take the free kick. Just at... Uh, Left half back for the Bombers who have stopped running here. There's a bit of confusion. Bunkers. We've got a player down behind play, do we, Soph? Yep. Yeah, and I just want to touch on Bunker's done a really good job in sucking in Barber to the contest. I think Barber got it before in the corridor, but she had no one to kick it to because she was the last forward line. So um, Eston's got to be really careful not to get sucked in. They're watching the head of the player as well. Have a look yeah, around and do a count. Is that, is that Newman? It is, from yeah. that last contest where I said she might have uh, been ridden into the ground. She hasn't moved since then. And, of course, we know she's had injuries in the past. That obviously is why she's wearing the helmet. And uh, I tell you what, the doctor has not taken her hand away from the top of Alicia Newman's head. So that's twice today that there has been uh, concerns, a head injury for a Collingwood player. As we said, Velado had the neck brace on. And uh, she's actually still sitting on the bench with the neck brace and the jacket on. And now for Newman. And um, obviously, just skipping away from the help for a moment for Essendon, it wonders when it comes back this vision to the match review officer if they take a closer look at that. And there may be a, a few weeks off for some Essendon players. Yeah, we don't know if it was accidental or otherwise. I mean, we don't have the benefit of replay. No, but fr from the f uh, through the binoculars, uh, it looked like it was a, a good 
good old uh, you know fashion football contest and just a bit unlucky but it's actually um I, I, I don't want to talk like this but this is actually good for the bombers to just get a little bit of a break in play and maybe try and stymie the momentum that the the pies were starting to gather but of course that looks uh, like newman with a trainer under each arm she's coming from the ground very slowly we suspect that the pies might now be down two rotations for the rest of the afternoon on a day that's uh, pretty warm out there so that could that could come back to haunt the pies with uh, yeah. they're going to be limited rotations now, now as much as they watched her head now she's like she was wincing in pain and now she's felt around like the rib cage area so let's let's hope it's not a serious injury let's just hope maybe a bit banged up but um she is wincing in pain Again, right arm down, feeling around the ribcage area. After earlier, the doctors were feeling around the head region. Maybe that was just standard precaution. But either way, th at the speed that Newman is walking off the ground, yeah. her day is done. Yeah, she's hunched over. She's in a lot of pain, and it's going to be a little while before she makes her way to who the boundary her? line. Sorry, Do we know Sarah who Tom. tackled her? Uh, I think it was a couple of Essendon players. I can't remember who, who it was, but I think she sort of got clobbered from either side, poor old... Uh, Looks like she's running to a brick wall, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. No, she's sore. She's sucking in the big ones, and like I say, she, she can't stand up straight, so it's obviously some sort of rib issue, and you have a look at the expression on her face. She's uh, She looks like she wants to come to the boundary line and get a hold of that green whistle. Yeah, in all kinds of pain, in all kinds of agony. If if Collingwood hold on to win from here, a low scoring game, they only lead by four points, we're in this third term. If they hang on to win from here, it's going to be a mighty effort with two quality players down, mm, a forward and a defender. Playing away from home as well, two, two down, it'll be a miraculous win. This is what they call a character builder. Well, they have been full of running, haven't they, the Pies? They've started this third quarter like a house on fire, but... Uh, Probably, you know, not far away from just about being their best player today, Alicia Newman. She's kicked one of their two goals and she's been in everything. As play is back underway and Essendon have it uh, on the outer wing. As there's a nice mark in front taken here for the Bombers by Grace Dicker. Dicker's now going to spot up the lead of Ashley Cooper who took a nice mark low down and she wants to get things moving. Cooper, she sent it up towards wing and half forwards. A big pack under it. Almost bounced off the face there of Jess Davies. Hosking tried to go on the outside of the boot and had a complete fresh airy. Bunker now for the Pies will just send it going their way. Here's Imogen Barnett and Gardner. The bounce might favour Gardner. Little tap to her own advantage. Barnett's holding on to her for dear life. She wanted a free kick. Gardner didn't get it. Now Morecambe comes to lend a hand. Bouncing ball is going to be taken here by Lee, who pumps a handball forward. Knocked away by Gardner, but straight to Bunker, who floats one inside 50 and open forward 50 as well for the Pies. And now there's a race on for the football. Trying to get there first there is a Heil, who dropped the football. No free kick. Play on. Now a big tackle laid in there by Crook. They've done well to hold things up there, the Bombers. They are deep in defence. Collingwood back into attack. They lead by four points. 2-2-14 over the Bombers. 1-14. It is the Pies who are back into attack. And the Bombers, though, get a big punch to try and bring it out of defence. It went through the legs there. Jesse Davis is good and hold on to it. Jennifer Guy trying to pick up the ball, got knocked off of it. Bombers with a long clearing kick towards the centre wing. Foot races on. It's Felicity Theodore that's leading in the race. Is she getting bumped off the football? She is by a Collingwood opponent. And then <laughs> ran her down. And that player that got caught with the football, by the look of it from here, I think it was Caitlin Lee. And now the Bombers try to attack as they go through McDonald, who takes the mark. Again, forward of centre wing. Morrow's drive side of the ground. Needs an option. Needs someone to present to her. And nothing going on. Bombers standing still. So she goes for the tallest player in Nelda. Ferguson spoiled it from the front. Ferguson got the football. Ferguson gave the don't argue. And then she got on the right boot. Kicking it towards the middle of the ground. Spoiled from behind. 
going through to pick up the football as Aloise Ashley Cooper then gave it off Bombers with a long high kick inside 50 umpire says play on as it came off hands off oh, Frederica Fru just took out a player on the way through then got her own football back Emma Mackey is calling for it from Barber getting it back as Mackey goes with a hand pass Frederica Fru got around two got on the left boot goes towards the top of the goal square came off hands as Felicity Theodore tried to pull it in Pies are going to come out of defence and they do so through Maddie Shevlin Shevlin was chased by Dicker. That was well done by the Pies. They were on the back foot there. To the outer side they go. Julian just trailing behind. Collingwood player got there first. She's going to have to beat two. Got a little uh, handball away. That was Grant, who then become the tackler. Still Julian out there for the Bombers, and now Grant over it. And she uh, might be pinged here. No, the umpire comes across and says, old ball it up, centre wing outer side. Gee, they blew an opportunity there. The Bombers, they had some numbers, Soph. Yeah, we can see, well, we can see James. Mia, <laughs> sorry about that. I've got, got, got to be ahead of myself there. We can see Mia, Mia Way Clifford is um, yeah, eager to get on. We can see that she would have, that would have been very helpful if she was uh, a, a presence in the forward line just then. I was about to say, so if your voice got deep all of a sudden. <laughs> as yeah. the ball is out there on the centre wing, Pies have it and they click it long up the line trying to find Sophie Alexander. Kendra Hull had front spot, got worked over by Alexander. Went with a hand pass that got partially spoiled. Ma tries to go back to Alexander, but the ball was on the carpet. Had to go back and pick it up. That's what she did and she kicked it towards Imogen. Barnett, who took a mark, saw a player was free, went for the hand pass to find Matilda yep. Zander, who goes for the snap, and Zander gets the Pies goal against the runner play. 3-2-20 for Collingwood, 1-4-10 for the Bombers. Collingwood just really capitalising on every forward 50, aren't they? That, was, that really was against the runner play, wasn't it, Pete? Yeah, and the mark by Imogen Barnett drew it to Xander. Xander had the patience to wait for the Essendon player to go by, get her angle right, kicked around the corner, and went, thank you very much. This is now the biggest lead of the game with the Pies up by 10. After that little uh, break that we had with the, the Newman injury, they started well after that break, the Bombers, but they had their chance. They didn't take it. They go inside 50, and Imogen Barnett has... Uh, so far in this third quarter. Didn't see too much of her in that first half, but she's starting to uh, provide a nuisance inside forward 50 for the Pies as that uh, marking target. As the ball is back into the middle and all of a sudden it's the Pies by 10 points and they're going to win the clearance here through Guy. Back towards half forward. High, good mark in front and she hit the ground running as well. Back towards half forward now. The Bombers Hosking got a little bit of a shove. Here's Lee who uh, wasn't sure where the football went there. She left it behind. Trying to get a handball out of there, I think it was McDonald, and now she's been pinged for holding the ball. That might have been Snell, in fact, and now Guy. And the ball wasn't given back to her on the full, and the umpire will say, come with me, it's a 50-metre penalty, and that's going to take Jennifer Guy to about 50 metres out, and Collingwood are going to be back in attack again in a flash. Jennifer Guy with the football at the half-forward flank, decides to unload on the left boot, looks for a player at the hot spot, guess who? Sophie Alexander and she'll be lining up for goal from around about 40 metres out directly in front again this change of the forward line for the Pies to go tall instead of small as they were earlier they're hitting the tall and the Bombers are being caught from behind on every occasion in goes Alexander it starts out right will it come back no it won't it goes over the pack for a minor score 3-3-21 Collingwood Essendon 1-4-10 the Bombers with all the work to do had no answers for the tall timber inside forward 50 for the Pies, have they? The Bombers, Barnett and uh, Alexander, they've been enormous. As McIntosh, who's gone a little bit quiet in this quarter, sends it to the outer side. It is a nice kick from the kick-in, though, to find Stepnell at left half-back, who has players working for her on the wing. She'll look towards Barber. Just worked under it there by Neil. Now, Neil will win the football and give it to Grant. 
And the Pies will have it on centre wing, up towards half forward. Not the best kick by Grant. His Stepnell again. Underground handball to find Ashley Cooper, who turns and goes up towards the wing. Almost a good mark taken in front there by Barber. Not paid. Hosking just dropped it onto the boot. Couldn't quite get a good contact on that one. She'll go again towards Theodore, who left it behind. Anthony trying to shepherd it and allow uh, Barber to get the football. Barber now taking a ground by Shevlin, and the ball might have gone over the boundary line. In fact, it did. We'll get a ball in centre wing out of side. Collingwood by 11 points. We're getting late on here in the third quarter here at the hangar. It seems at the moment, Sophie, that Essendon, who were smart with moving the ball around to create that run game in the first half, they're just kicking long and in hope in this third term. Yeah, it actually looks like they're rushing their disposal when they have it. As the ball is now out in the half-forward play for the Bombers. Ooh. Oh, that's well and truly high. And Felicity Theodore will get the free kick. She is about 70 metres out from home. She needs an option. She goes to rush it. And taking the mark on this occasion for the Bombers. They'll play on quickly. I think it was Davies who goes towards the top of the square. Dicker! Free and kick, I think. Said there's a holding in Bridget. Yes. Now will it be Dicker or Mia Ray Clifford? Might be Clifford who went to ground. She will get it, and she'll be looking for her second, almost in the identical spot where she kicked it in the first term. This is going to be a very, very late kick here for the Pies. I'll hate to concede one here. Mia Ray Clifford to reduce the margin to just five points. Gets up, redoes the hairband. Could we see the double Cobra <laughs> Well, the siren sounds for three-quarter time, so just the thing to give a little morale booster for the Bombers. She comes in with a little skip. Gullampire does a bit of work, but it doesn't matter. It goes through the big sticks. That's huge. And the Bombers, 2-4-16. Collingwood, 3-3-21. It's a kick in it at three-quarter time here at the Hangar. Let's get some thoughts on that third quarter. We'll start with James Halley. Yeah, yeah. so th that third quarter, was, it was a really even, really good contest in that third quarter. Collingwood... I would say had a majority more of the ball. Um, and Essendon, yeah, was able to strike back right in the death of the third quarter and made the th uh, is going to make the last quarter a really um, exciting prospect to watch. Some Over. thoughts as well from Sophie Fazolari. I agree. It was a pretty even contest, but I think Essendon just went a little bit quiet. But um, that was just due to Collingwood bringing their brand of footy and their composure and their tools um, stepping up to the plate. Absolutely dominated that quarter, Collingwood, and I think they will be spitting chips that they allowed Mia Ray Clifford to uh, get into the game and kick her second goal there after that three-quarter time siren and take only a five-point lead into the final break. Uh, let's see if we can get some around-the-ground scores. Tara Hill told me, she says, oh, go to the match centre for some around-the-ground scores. We tried that. The Hawthorne one is still way behind. It showed 20-3 to when it's certainly not the case. Hawthorne have won the game against uh, Williamstown. The final score there, Hawks 36, Williamstown 20. Mm. Second win of the year for the Hawks and the 250th game of senior women's football for Meg Hutchins. Ah, oh, well done, Meg. Congratulations, yes. Meg. And the last score that we had uh, early stages of North Melbourne and Carlton, according to Match Centre, if we can believe it, North Melbourne, 4-1-25, Carlton, no score. So you're saying slow start for the Blues, <laughs> we think. <laughs> yes, yes indeed. We'll take this opportunity to take a break here at three-quarter time on WRFradio.com. It is a five-point lead to the Pies over the Bombers. The average person spends 44 minutes a day thinking about food. At Oz Harvest, thinking about food is a full-time job because we're always looking for new ways to nourish our country and combat food waste and hunger. Every day, we rescue quality surplus food across Australia and deliver it to those who'd otherwise go hungry. And you can help. 
Every dollar donated to OzHarvest can provide two meals to people in need. Visit ozharvest.org. Thought for food. There are plenty of classic hits radio stations, but this is where goradio.live is different. We unashamedly select the best music from our chosen era. We develop programs that provide the music with minimal interruption. For many hours of the day, you won't hear any announcers, just great music and the occasional station ID. We let the music play through until the end, no crossfades and no announcers talking over the start and end of tracks. We think you're going to love GoRadio.Live, radio as it should be. Check it out at www.goradio.live or download the free app from Google Play or the App Store. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> They're my grandkids. Gee, they can make some noise. But you know what? It's a beautiful sound because they're alive and having fun. The sound I hate is silence in the pool. When a child drowns, you hear nothing. No splashing, no cries for help. Be vigilant around water. Fence the pool, shut the gate. I teach your kids to swim, it's great. Supervise, watch your mate and learn how to resuscitate. I'm Laurie Lawrence. Kids alive, do the five. Draft Central is entering a new era covering all the state leagues from the VFLW, Sample W, Waffle W and Quaffle W, as well as their primary focus, the NAB League Girls, Draft Central has you covered when it comes to all you need to know about the future stars of the AFL women's. Draft Central, brought to you by Rookie Me, is now on YouTube, so be sure to subscribe at Draft Central, as well as on our Facebook, Twitter and Instagram pages at Draft Central Oz. Welcome back to the hangar in Tullamarine for the VFL Women's Match of the Day on WARFradio.com. I swear that's the hooter in the background, not the breakfast burrito I had this morning. And on 89.1 FM at the ground. Again, if you're looking for a video stream, please do tell your friends there is no video stream. We were kind of alluded to by the league that there would be a video stream, but unfortunately uh, they have not come through with it. It is the radio call, but we hope you're being entertained wherever you are on WARFradio.com. And we've got two games here next week, by the way. Essendon, Carlton and Hawthorne and the Southern Saints. Uh, score here at the moment, Collingwood, 3-3-21. The Bombers, 2-4-16 three-quarter time. The Bombers have broken from their huddle and the Pies have just broken from theirs now. Sophie Fazolari, I know a few of us tipped Collingwood to win. I went Essen by three points. Most were probably looking at the average of Collingwood by four goals. It still could blow out to that margin. But which way do you sense this game is going to break in this final quarter? It's really hard to pick because you just saw how quickly Collingwood just got a few goals within a few minutes. Um, I honestly can't split it. I, reckon, I think Collingwood would just get over the line, to be honest. Who has to stand up, James Halley, for this game to be won? Oh, well, if we're looking on Collingwood's side, if they're going to get over the line, we're looking at the, like, Matty Shevlin, the Sophie Alexanders, the Tony Brown has been a little bit quiet from yeah. what we would expect from them. So if, if Collingwood are going to get over the line, we need the AFLW list of players to stand up for them. To get us underway for the final quarter here on WIFradio.com. You hear him regularly on KC Radio 97.7 FM leading their VFL men's coverage. Here is Brent Sternberg. Collingwood by five points as we're set to go in the final quarter here at the hangar. Of course, Collingwood can go alone on top if they win today, but they've had a mighty challenge come their way this afternoon, or this morning, I should say, by the girls wearing red and black. A big goal to Mia Ray Clifford. Put some momentum in the sails for the Bombers at that final break. Let's see if they can go on with it now as it'll be Bunker to win the first clearance for the Pies on that left, left foot. 
Over the shoulder, out towards Grant. He got there ahead of high on, then gave a handball to Lee. And here go the Pies inside, forward 50. Not a bad kick. And here's Imogen Barnett, who took the mark. And she'll look forward and see a couple of teammates running on. But she's going to go off her... Uh, Line, is she? Off her mark, I should say. Now, she's going to get things moving now. Out towards the pocket. Not the best kick. Alexander missed it. Flying shot at the goal there. I think that might have been Xander, who did not hit that one well at all. And now here is Eloise Gardner for the Bombers, who will have one bounce. Courtney Eugle trying to get there to apply the Shepherd. Had to get rid of it, Gardner. Gave it to Anthony. Anthony might come back here to the skipper in Eugle. It's a hot handball. Now to Eloise Gardner. Eloise Gardner can give it to her teammate, Nicole Julian, who had to give it straight back because she was about to be tackled. Kick up the line. Oh, just bounced off the chest there of Barber. Now it's Hosking who's been worried out of it. Collingwood now get numbers and it comes through Shevlin and they will go inside forward 50 again, the Pies. Shevlin looking for Alexander oh, over ahead. Imogen Barnett got out the back two bombers on her hammer. One of them was Crook. Crook uh, coughed up the pill. Ball still on the ground to be won. Nicole Julian went in there, got it to Nelda who had a oh. hurry kick away. Marla Neal got it, no 15 play on. Neal with a snap around the corner. What? Ooh! Goal umpire stuffed up. Yeah. Goal umpire tapped himself to signal point, then realised the ball bounced back and didn't actually go over the line. I think he got the right call in the end, but he almost yeah, tricked and, himself. And then went over. Um, son, you're going back to suburban football next week if uh, the recruit, if the umpire recruiters have seen that. As uh, the kick out from defence, that points to the Pies, by the way, makes it a one-ball ball game. Now going to be intercepted. Half forward for the Pies, taken by Ricardo, who put it down the throat there of Lauren Durante. And she will be having a shot on goal from around about 35 metres out slight angle. So to bring it to a two-goal ball game, Lauren Girati looking for her first of the morning. Big kick, this one. Well, afternoon, should I say, since we're past 12. And she comes on the right. It flows to the left, minus score, but still means the Bombers need two kicks to hit the front. That is three goals, five, 23 for Collingwood. Essendon, 2 4 16. Well, it's been all Collingwood in the early stages of this last quarter. This is the first quarter of the game, really, where Collingwood have actually dominated the opening minutes as McIntosh will send it to the outer side. Went over the head there of Bella Smith, and now out the back, it's Fru who finds it. Throws it on the boot, and it goes towards the outer wing, and there is a foot race on for the football. Getting there first. Oh, really good pick up there for that Bombers player. That might have been Julian who gave it to Hosking. In fact, it was Dicker. Hosking, bouncing ball up towards the 50. It'll bounce up, or away, I should say, from Barber. Now Barber's trying to throw a handball forward there to Dicker who kicked it back over her shoulder. It was a clever kick. I'm not sure if she meant that, but it'll work as Barber skies one inside 50 and now playing in front and taking a nice mark there for Essendon is Mariana Anthony. She'll look up towards the goal square. She's called to play on now. Wrestling at full forward as a couple of players there. Clifford got caught behind. It's come to Grant and now to Guy. Left foot kick. They need to mark the pies. They don't get it. Lee won the football. Just got her boot to ball. Out towards McIntosh, who's coming the other way. Couldn't quite get it. Nelda throws it on the boot. Back towards half forward. Sliding in there. Lee takes the mark. And the umpire says that did go 15. And here is uh, Lee for the Magpies. Joanna Lee right at half back. Joanna Lynn with the football. Half back flank. Gets on the right boot. Goes towards centre wing. Went over the head of a few players. The ball goes over. It will be a lasso rule. It was managed to be kept in, though. There was the hand pass by Bella Smith. Bombers intercepted, though, and sent it straight back towards their half-forward flank. Hosking parks herself underneath it and takes a mark. She's about 70 metres out from home. Goes towards true centre half-forward. Eugle's pushed up the ground, and she takes the mark in front of Marla Neal. Eugle looking for some options. Gets on the right. Goes towards the pocket. Mary Clifford! Takes the mark and then gets buried afterwards. 
Umpire says that will not be a 50. It will be where it is from about uh, 35 metres out on a tight angle. Some thoughts from James Halley. Yeah, well, hopefully Essen can get off to a good start here and we'll be in for a really good, good last quarter. So we wait for the shot at goal from Mia Ray Clifford. We spoke about Courtney Eugle sending the ball inside forward 50 before the game, and you saw why there. That was a great kick to Clifford. She's got all of Big the Bombers all of the Bombers goals so far with two. She's looking for her third and to reduce the margin to one point. Mia Ray Clifford, here's the approach. Here's the kick. Yes. Here's the goal! Whoa. That was a double cobra all the way from the other side of the ground. And look at the Bombers get to Mia Ray Clifford. They love that one. To quote Wayne's World, where they were playing hockey out on the street and the cars were going by, game on, game on. 3-4-22, per me, 3-4-22, Essendon, Collingwood, 3-5-23. Pies lead by one solitary point. Alicia Newman is actually going back on wow. for the Pies right now. She seems to be uh, doing some heavy breathing, but she's back on. Well, that suggests to me that she may have just been winded when she come off, which is uh, good news for Newman, of course, who kicked the Pies' first goal earlier today. The bad news for her, Cecilia McIntosh went immediately to her. Well, she'll be, if she's got sore ribs, I reckon McIntosh will be testing them out as we're back into the middle. It's the Pies by one point. King couldn't quite get a hand on that one. Neil got a handball away. Oh, a really good take there for the Collingwood player who was then dragged to ground without the football. And it will be a free kick. And uh, it's going to be taken just forward of centre for the Pies, who... Lead by one point, and they're going to send it long, and long into attack. Ballasmith is there, all through the hands of Gardner, and here is uh, Newman straight into the uh, action. Couldn't pick up the football. Step, no, it was a clever handball to find Julian. Julian, Snell had to stand and wait for it. She's going to dance around Newman. Good vision. Not a great kick, though, in front of Eugle. That was that. Uh, oh, that was Marla Neal, who got shoved in the oh. back, and the umpire says, play on, and the non-controlling umpire comes over and says, I don't know how my uh, fellow colleague missed that one. It's going to be Marla Neal take the free kick just outside 50 for the Pies who lead this one by a point. She got pushed in the back. She almost ended up in reservoir as the ball is kicked along towards the hot spot. Oh, just bounced out the back for Imogen Barnett. His snap is away to the right and will go for a minor score. That is 3-6-24 uh, Collingwood, 3-4-22 Essendon. Two-point ball game and uh, the current undefeated side is just hanging on to the lead at the moment. Bombers deep in defence with Cecilia McIntosh holding the football. She'll run out of the goal square. Goes for the run. Oh, tell you what, Newman caught one in the ribs from Julian. Lost off the ball. She tested her out all right. And meanwhile, while she's going for Dicker, a mark uh, was taken by the Pies. And they're pointing towards Newman to say, umpire, how did you miss that? Yeah. Jeez, there was a fair... Yeah, the little elbow from Nicole Julian. Ricardo ends up having the football. She's just on the boundary line, 50 out. Lucky not to be 50 as well. They did kick that ball away there, the Bombers. But here is Ricardo who hits a good spot with the kick into the pack. Off hands. Julian's going to get there for the Bombers. Got her kick away. It's gone over the head of Stepnall. And then the ball bounced away from Stepnall. Dicker. Oh, dangerous kick. It's going to bounce away from Snell. Xander's after it for the Pies. The bounce didn't really suit her either. Now she's jumped on Xander at the bottom of that pack. Collingwood will have a ball up. 45 out from goal. They lead this one by two points. 
Umpire just clears the way, looks for the nominating rock, throws it up in the air. Didn't really get all that high. King didn't have enough to jump. She just quickly tapped it down to Neil, who went to go to Newman, came off her hands. Gardner got tackled. Apparently, Gardner got the football after her teammate and Morecambe got tackled. Get it down towards the wing position. Emma McKay trying to chase after it to get to it before the lasso rule. She manages to hold it up, uh, just touched it before it went over the boundary line. So that means it will be a throw in and no free kick. 60 metres out from the Collingwood goal. They hold a two-point lead here in the final quarter. 3-6-24, Collingwood. The Bombers 3-4-22. That is the score as we head towards the halfway mark of the final quarter with a head over the football there for the Bombers. That was Stepnell. Just got a little handball out somehow. Collingwood handball went over the head of Neil, who ran onto it, did really well to get a boot to ball. Bouncing one inside, forward 50. Bunker couldn't quite pick it up. Neither could uh, Ricardo. Lee could and gave it to Bunker. Bunker's got about four bombers coming at her. Got a kick inside 50. Little shove there from, uh, that was a Stepnell. Just nudge Barnett under the ball. Kick out towards this near side. Davies got taken off it. Ticker goes to win her own ball. Good tackle by Lee. Great tackle by Lee. Held her up. The umpire will come over and ball it up between wing and half forward for Collingwood. There's a couple of uh, sore and tired girls who make their way up after that contest. Umpire throws the ball behind the air. Stepnell versus King. King won it down again. Trying to kick the ball off the carpet as Snell doesn't go in to pick it up. Neil doesn't feed it out to Bunker. Bunker got on the left boot. Went on to the one-on-one at the top of the goal. Oh, great yeah. mark. Bella Smith pulls it in. 15 metres outside angle. She'll kick for goal. You could see that she worked great positioning to her left. The Essendon defender just could not get her arms around her. And Bella Smith will have the shot on goal. The defender was Tasman D. Crook, and she'll stand the mark. Bella Smith to put it out to eight points, the difference. In she comes, left boot, straight over the goal umpire's hat. 4-6-30 Collingwood, 3-4-22 the Bombers here on WRFRadio.com. And now some thoughts from Essendon due to stars, footballer Sophie Fasolari. That's a massive goal um, halfway through this final term I think that's going to give Collingwood a lot of confidence playing out the rest of the game and I don't want to call it too early but it might be game over as we hit at the moment just uh, somewhere on about the nine and a half minute mark it was a really good kick from Courtney Bunker who won the ball at the contest and then a great kick to Bella Smith who was playing in front took her about three goes to complete that mark but really good link up play by the Pies inside forward 50 who Really deserve that goal for all the play that they've had in their forward half in this last quarter. 4-6-30 now. They lead the Bombers 3-4-22 as the ball is back into the middle. It was King and Nelda who went at it. In there for the Bombers. Oh, good tackle there applied by the Collingwood player. And she might be rewarded, will she? No, the umpire says, I will have it. That was uh, Ashley Cooper. The tackle on Neil. As uh, Nelda just went into the ruck and took it out. Fed a forward handball. Here's Snell now applying the tackle on Bunker. Doesn't want the Collingwood skipper to get free. And we'll have another ball up as it's just forward of centre for the Bombers, who it's uh, going to take a little bit to pull this one out of the fire now. Eight points adrift they are of the Pies. As the ball is in the middle of the ground, which way is it going to bounce? Theodore trying to get in there for the Bombers. Taken away by Marlon Neal for the Pies. Kicking it in the direction of Durante. Almost got ridden from behind by the goal. Gillian Durante managed to keep her feet. Got a kick away before being brought down. Ball bouncing, bouncing, bouncing towards the half-forward flank. Here comes Alicia Newman. Spins around on the left boot. Tries to bring it inside. 50 with a centering kick. Awkward bounce. It got away from Mariana Anthony. Trying to jump in there is Kendra Hiles fighting for the football. She's got her opponent all wrapped up, umpire says. I'll take the ball and call for a ball up. 
We talked about before about McIntosh going to Newman. I think that Mac matchup might be backfiring on the Bombers now because Newman's playing out of the goal square, which takes McIntosh out of the game. Well, the Pizer back into attack, and it's set up nicely here for Bunker, whose left foot kicked back towards full forward. It bounced away from Smith that time. Barber, oh, the kick had a bit too much on it for Heil. And now overrunning, it was another Essendon player. Good tackle in there by Bunker to lock it inside forward 50 for the Pies. And the umpire's going to get over there and ball it up about 30 metres out. Collingwood still in attack and still leading by eight points. You're on WAFradio.com, 89.1 FM at the ground. We're on roughly 12 minutes into this final term. About eight minutes for the Bombers to try and kick two goals. Eight minutes for the Pies to hang on. Neil gets absolutely buried into the turf. And the umpire says, you cannot do that. And that is a free kick. And she just tells the player on the mark where the mark is in all too friendly terms. Goes back to measure her run-up. She's going to use as much of the clock as possible because time is the pie's friend here at the hangar. And elects then to go with a quick pass. And yeah, nice. finds Sophie Alexander. Caught the Bombers napping. And uh, I just got a feeling, Sophie Fazalari, the Bombers might have put the cue in the rack. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They're really capitalising on these forward 50s. Dons seem a little bit out of juice. The Pies, not like they're exactly storming home, but they know that they've slowly got control of this game. Alexander goes to the left. Might have scores. The door is slightly ajar for the Bombers. 4-7-31 the Pies. 3-4-22 for Essendon. Here at the Hangar, Round 8 VFLW Football. Well, as we say, time now the enemy of the Bombers. They need two goals. And they need to get going as McIntosh gets going out of the uh, goal square. Run a long way in now. Kicks towards the outer side. No mark. Off hands. Anthony and Lee go at it. Knocked forward there by Lee. Good attack on the football by Xander. But I think it might have been Ashley Cooper ended up winning the football. Now we've got a pile up just by the boundary line at left half forward for Collingwood. I have to say, we've got a good look at that in the back free kick just here. I don't know if it was. It was definitely taken forward in the tackle. But I don't know if, um, if she actually fell in her back. But... It's all academic now as we're going to get another ball up here. Still locked at left half forward for Collingwood now. Lead the Bombers by nine points. As it's thrown up in the air, King continuing to do the ruck work. Nelda won it. Try to put it down the throat there of Eugle, who went and immediately got a Collingwood opponent, wrapped her all up. And the umpire comes in and says, call for a ball up. Let's get some thoughts from James Halley. Yeah, well, Collingwood have been dominating this final term with only for five minutes to go with it. Inside 50s, 10 or 2, and look like they might get another one here if they can get the clearance. And again, brought to ground. Eloise Ashley Cooper got ripped off the football. She tried to get a hand pass away. Zander got it across to Marla Neal. Neal going for goal. Game over. 5 7 37 the Pies. Essendon 3 4 22. It was Matilda Zander who fired out the hand pass. Marla Neal ran forward of the ball. And on the angle said, thank you very much. With a little cameo performance from Sophie Alexander doing some shepherding work in the goal square. Some thoughts from Sophie Fazolari. I just want to touch base. Lauren Durante, the sub, the medical sub for Collingwood, has come on and she actually contributed to the last two forward inside 50s. And she's playing a really crucial role on Nicole Julian. And we should remember, there's actually no medical sub in the VFLW, but she's, play, but she's playing like one. <laughs> who went, was there a sub? Who, oh, Midget Purcell, she came in for, didn't she? Uh, yes, and her Rebecca Grant, and there's another player missing, which I haven't got on the list. Uh, Might have been Ricardo, I think, that was missing. Or Maloney, Maloney we haven't spotted today, that's right. Yeah. Yes, I didn't go forward here out of the middle, but back there is Grant for the Pies. Kick towards the outer side, Lee's after it there for Collingwood. 
so to Theodore, but Lee got there ahead of her. Kick down the line and over the line and out on the full and the Bombers will take over and it'll be Federica Fru just full to the wing on the outer side. Collingwood lead by 15 points and it looks like the defending champions have done enough. It was great work back here in that last little passage of play from Matilda Zander in the clinches. That was brilliant as the Bombers come inboard to Grace Dicker who has the mark just outside 50. She's going to send Essendon up towards full forward. It's come out the back where they've got numbers. It'll be McKay who takes the handball and on the left. That's a lovely finish. Remember McKay. So they do pull one back, the Bombers. Back to nine points and that's what they needed, Sophie. They needed a really quick response and they got it. They responded really quickly to that. And what, so they're back within nine points. With how long to go? Three, three minutes to go. Next three minutes. I'll tell you what, stay next to your radios because it's going to be a battle. Three and a half minutes for the Bombers to pinch it. They've kicked four goals so far in the game and they need two. It's going to be a Herculean effort. And remember, no time on. It is 20 minutes straight quarters, bar, of course, a serious injury when they do apply time on. As we have the ball back in the middle of the ground, umpire makes sure that there's 5-6-5. Five, five. Everyone is in position and away we go again. Marla Neal and Courtney Eugle going at it. As they throw the ball up in the air, Nelda won it out in the contest. Ball got out to through. Many got dispossessed of the football. Scrap on in the centre. He'll do the shepherding work, going up the side of the boot, going in the image and Barnett direction, cleaned up beautifully by Morecambe. Morecambe kicked it around towards the wing position. Dicker chasing afterwards the football. Dicker ricocheted away from her. Snell has got it, got immediately slung. Tried to get it to Dicker. She can pick it up off the carpet. Can't do so. Big tackle late on the Collingwood player. And the umpire comes in and says, we're going to call for a ball up. The Collingwood player that got put into the turf, I think might have been Durante. And the umpire will take the ball back. Under three minutes left in this game. Punished by nine points. 5-17. Collingwood, Essendon, 4-4-28. You get the feel that this is the final punch Essendon are throwing now as it come out of the hands of, uh, I think that might have been Snell. And now we'll kick to the outer side. It'll be Xander to get there first. She picked it up cleanly. She's going to double back here and give the handball to Grant. Grant's going to look into the corridor. Oh, gee, that's dangerous. Sat it on the head of a teammate, but a great mark taken there by Lee and had to take it as well. And now Collingwood can bring it out towards this near side. And they do, just back out of centre. And they're calling just to... Calm it down. And up they come now towards half forward. Gee, that's a good kick. That's a great kick. To spot up Sophie Alexander, who's come up from full forward to take a mark about 70 out from goal. That was a magnificent kick. Did not have to break stride. Sophie Alexander, she now goes inside forward 50. Bunker out the back. And Bunker's got it. And the captain can go back now from 25 out as good as directly in front. And Courtney Bunker can put a cap on it. Well, I'll tell you what, they had to be good with that kick because, my gee, she had Caitlin Lee behind her if they wanted to do the kick backward business, but she was pinpoint perfect there, Alexander. Caitlin Bunker, excuse me, off the short run-up. It's going to go to the goal square, and it's Nelda who knocks it through for a behind. So that will make it an even 10-point ball game. 5-8-38 now. The Pies, Essendon still trailing 4-4-28, and they're running out of time. Minute to go. Cue the mission impossible music as... Cecilia McIntosh kicks it back into play. Long kick up the line. Trying to put the hands up there. Was uh, Gardner to bring it to ground, but taken away by Ricardo. Who tries to square it up. Marlon Neal had it, then lost it. Fighting in for it is Eugle. Neal tries to come away. Anthony jumps in there as well. And we're going to call for another ball up. 5-8-38 the Pies. 4-4-28 the Bombers here. Ends a day football at the hangar. Nelda. King slapped it around, couldn't control it. Guy, Anthony got bumped off of it, going in there. Dicker fighting hard. Ooh. Good tackle later on. King, you can hear the slap through the effects, Mike. 
Watching on there is now on the umpire says, I'll take the football back. Is Kendra Heil, the Canadian, puts someone into the dirt and says, sorry. And the ball goes back to the umpire. Sorry. There's a little bit of uh, spite in that one, wasn't there? A bit of frustration as it comes out here to uh, Snowley. We're back into the tackle, but that will do it. The Pies have done enough. They got a good test here today from the Bombers, but Collingwood will go to the top of the ladder alone. And they have fended off the Bombers here at the hangar. They will win 5-8, 38 over the Bombers, 4-4-28. It's Collingwood, 8 and zip. It's the Pies over the Dons by 10 points. Here at the hangar in Tullamarine, and uh, I tell you what, the Pies can get stronger as we know they've got some top-end AFLW talent in the past that has played in the VFLW. Bree Davey, Jamie Lambert, Chloe Malloy, of course, uh, they all ran out there as part of that premiership back in 2019. Who knows if they'll be running around in the second half here of the VFLW season. But already we've seen talent step up. Alicia Newman today and, of course, Sophie Alexander, some great leads and marks. But the skull kickers look like this across the board. For the Pies, it was singles to Newman, Smith, Xander, Neil and Barnett. For the Bombers, it was three to Mia Ray Clifford and one to Emma McKay. Let's get some thoughts on how that game played out. Let's begin, first of all, with Sophie Fazolari. It was like two different games of football, wasn't it? In the first half, we thought it was all Eston and they were going to take it away. Um, but Collingwood came out with their wisdom and experience. Um, and, yeah, they came over the top of them, but... Was a, it was really good to see Collingwood get back into their and play their brand of footy, slow down. Um, but what a mighty effort from Essendon. I think they all blew us and surprised us, don't you think? Yeah, Essendon were they yeah blew um, Collingwood out of the water in the, fir in the first couple minutes of the game, and yeah they stood tall in the first half. And then Collingwood started to get on top in the, in the second half, doubling like all the important possession stats and. Yeah, they, the the important players started to um, stand true in the in the last quarter with was it Alicia Newman um, coming on? Uh, yeah, Alicia Newman coming back on after the, the we think the rib injury um, and you know helping with the rotations and that, I'm sure that would have helped out a little bit too. And yeah, just just got over line with uh, there was a little late scare with a late S and goal, but Collingwood stayed true to their their the second half form. We know that old adage about how the the big players don't get any smaller as the game wears on. I know how. The, the Bombers have a couple of really dangerous sort of medium and small sized forwards but really today what let them down was um, their foot skills going inside 50 as the game wore on and Collingwood with the, with the reverse the two big girls up forward, you know, they started to take some really big marks, I would love to see how this Bombers team would be different if they had a big hulking marking forward deep in attack and I think the, the outcome could have been different if they had somebody like that today. Another Rave Clifford would be handy, wouldn't, wouldn't mm. it? Yeah, and it's something that we raised, um, Sophie, last week when we were calling that game against Williamstown. The Bombers won by five goals, but we go, geez, they weren't impressive again. Like today, we talked about defence. We talked about their pressure. Their pressure ramped up. That was excellent. The defence held up like it did last week for most of the game until Collingwood did that switch to bring in more talls in the forward line when the talls were playing further up the ground. But the same thing happened even though they won last week against Williamstown that we were worried about, and that's the forward line's not functioning. Yeah, and um, it was really funny because in Brendan Mady's interview, he said when when the physical contest gets there, their communication goes down. So I wonder if it's a physical presence of the Collingwood actually affecting the communication within that forward line. Indeed, and uh, for Collingwood, let's hey, let's talk about the, the winners today. As you said, those, those big taller players stood tall. You can hear them singing the song. Now let's see if we can actually pick it up.
They sung that loud and proud, and we and we talked about it at, at, at halftime when the, the game was on the line, Brent. You know, this could be what we call a character-building win, and it seemed to be for Collingwood because we got to remember uh, Amelia Bellato went down in the second quarter, went with that neck brace. They lost for at least half a quarter. Alicia Newman with the ribs, and the ribs got tested out again as soon as she got back out on the ground. So they were playing short-handed. They, for a half, were not playing their best football. And you've got to be happy if you're undefeated and you're not playing your best football, but you're still winning games. Well, that, that is the sign of a, a top-notch quality team. And the, not only were they not playing their best football, but Essendon, for you know, parts of that game, in early, the early parts of sort of each quarter, they dominated, really, and Collingwood were able to absorb that. Some of their big-name players weren't having great games. They stepped it up in the second half, and that's nice to know that, uh, you know, your your players are capable of doing that when uh, games you know, come and, uh, and they don't quite sort of come out you know out of, out of the sheds in in good form and they don't sort of you know go into the sheds and crack them a little bit and say well it's not our day you know they come out roll up their sleeves and you know Courtney Bunker who was sort of quiet in that first half uh, Marlon Hill was was terrific throughout but uh, one, one or two others who were really getting beaten up in the middle by that Bombers engine room and they just took over in that second half and helped win that game for the Pies by giving their key forwards first use. Almost time to wrap things up here at the hangar in Essendon. Hawthorne beat Weemstown earlier today in Meg Hutchins' 250th game of senior women's football. And we've also been told that at quarter time, it is confirmed at quarter time, North Melbourne 25, lead Carlton 0. Uh, as we go today, thank you very much once again, Sophie Fazilari. Just a quick little thought. Who do you thought was your best player for today, if you were to look at the squads? Oh, best player? Um, I'd say McIntosh in the first half but I also think Elizabeth Snell came out really well in that second no in the first half I'd pick McIntosh but I'd pick Elizabeth Snell in that second half James Halley thanks again for your company today no and problem, as we leave you who do you think your best player was today oh for Essen like you had Mireille Clifford who got the three goals which was clearly the best um, tally on the ground and you had um McIntosh and Oogle, they're clearly their best, but Collingwood was more of a all-round team, best, a good performance, but Bunker was probably um, one of Collingwood's best with um, with Liam, Alicia Newman and um, Alexander forward. Across to Brent Sternberg, uh, thank you very much for uh, volunteering your time today and joining us. Don't forget you can hear him on Casey Radio, 97.7 FM during the VFL men's season. As uh, you leave, who do you think was your best player today? Well, I'll tell you what, I almost want to say Alicia Newman, even though she went off the ground for almost 10, 15 minutes. But I'm going to give my vote to Marla Neal because I thought she was one of the rare Collingwood girls out there today who was brilliant from the opening minutes and she was one that helped turn the tide in that second half. I 100% agree with you with a uh, respectable um, nod to the way of uh, Sarah King for her ruck work today. That wraps things up here at the Hangar in Essendon. Don't forget you can join us next week for Essendon and Carlton at Windy Hill on the Saturday and then we have for you on the Sunday Hawthorne and the Southern Saints. Until then, thanks very much for your company. Today it was Collingwood 5-8-38 defeating Essendon 4-4-28.
Amen.